That's what the hell? That's great. Why do you have that? Reader? I had to. I had to, bro. There was times where I couldn't even talk. I would be doing this and then I'd just be like, <laughs> God, death, take me away. Okay. That's fine. That is, that's true. Eddie is back, everybody. Eddie Welcome is back, Eddie. back. How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good. I'm 95% there. Um, I have my energy back and I can breathe and no more body aches and food tastes normal again. But there is a... A cough? slight cough that's just lingering around that won't go away. It usually happens only in the mornings when I wake up or late at night. Like last night, I had a hard time going to sleep because my throat was just like instantly getting dry and I would start coughing. But other than that, we're fucking solid. We're back. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that, I could use that, a beer that, though. That cough is going to linger for a while. That's why... Um... Me and Tiff, when we went to Disney last year, we all thought that we got COVID because mm-hmm. we were fucking dead. Like, we were just out of it. And I had this cough last almost six months. Yeah, and yeah. that's the that's the crazy thing about it because, like, the the uh, I, I've been talking to, like, what's, like, my unofficial, like, nurse or contact or whatever, like, the point of contact during this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she's like, it's going to take four weeks for it to be completely out of your system. And then she's like, but the cough might last for about up to three months, maybe even six. Mm -hmm. She's like, you can't get vaccinated until 90 days after. And I'm like, I thought it was 30 days. She's like, nope, to be sure, it has to be 90 days from the point where you start feeling better. So I'm like looking at what, late June, early July now for possible vaccination. Yep. And yeah, it just throws a wrench into, uh, yeah, it throws a wrench in, and I'm so mad. I'm so fucking mad because I got sick like on a Monday and then Wednesday I get the email like, Hey, you can come in and get vaccinated. And I'm like, Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Right. But that sucks. It, oh. it is what it I will is. say, I have to say that I now have my 5g fully installed. Congratulations. And the only thing. The only thing that's new is now when I jizz, it shoots laser beams out of my dick. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's a side effect. Uh, I, that might just be what happens. How does Haley feel about that? She's, I mean, she's. we can see in the dark now. So <laughs> in the bedroom. There you so go. There we go. Every money go. shot I'm is not iridescent. Lie, I was sitting on that joke for the last four <laughs> days, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna use that joke in this one, in this, in the podcast, and I hope it becomes the podcast title. Glow in the dark jizz. I like it. I love it. Well, yeah. Uh, so uh, that's not our icebreaker. But no, we have an actual icebreaker. No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> All right. Uh, tell me why my fucking PS4 is gonna fucking die. Jesus, my fucking screen. So apparently there is a kill switch, more or less a kill switch uh, with the PlayStation 4 clock battery. It will kill the PlayStation 4 eventually. So there is this guy, this this trusted hacker named Lance McDonald, who follow up a report coming from uh, Does It Play on Twitter saying that, you know, everyone is worried about the PlayStation store eventually going down for the PS3 or like some other error codes that they're getting with the PlayStation 4s, but the ones that they really need to be worried about is one that's tied to the CMOS. Now, I'm not one that really knows what the CMOS is. Apparently, it's a battery. But your yeah, battery... Your, your computer has one. Right. But your battery, or the battery, pretty much dictates the... or shows the clock 
runs the clock the in the background, one. the internal one in the background. And they say, once that thing dies, you can't play anything. You can't play absolutely anything. We're talking about... And it's all because of trophies. <laughs> yes, they're saying that it is linked to trophies. And Lance McDonald in his... uh twitter post was like this error is caused a tr uh, because of trophies on the playstation 4 require the internal clock system the one that you can't see or alter to be correct so people can't change their ps4 time date like they uh to make it look like they actually got the trophies earlier than what they did if your ps4 clock battery dies all of your games die and that's not just like digitally downloaded we're talking about Your physical discs. discs and shit like that which means this is a big uh-oh it is a big uh-oh and it's one that people are worried if sony is really going to give a shit about fixing because this would be like the shoe in for people to be like well buy a ps5 because the ps5 yeah. is backwards compatible so on one hand would would sony be able to disable the trophy system for all the ps4s or would that just cause even more problems right i just imagine that this is very low on sony's you know list of things that need to get done because sony has come out and said we don't give a fuck about older games we don't care i mean yeah. they, sadly we we've seen like their response when it comes to everything that's going on with the playstation 3 and the playstation 3 store and was like why would you want to play these older games and this is just icing on the cake with it. It says, if your uh, your system clock resets to zero, the only official way to correct it is to connect it to the PSN network. However, jailbreaking the console allows you to set it manually. It would be nice if Sony were to release a firmware update to just be like, you cannot earn trophies due to a clock error. Connect to PSN to unlock trophies and let you start the game offline without trophies. But I assume that they'll never do this, though, because it is a low priority. Just to emphasize, you can fix this by putting in a new battery and syncing your console to the PSN once. We're just pointing out that the console will be bricked in some imaginary distant future when the PSN goes away, if ever. Some really weird response, uh, this is something that I was saying, like some really weird responses to this is where people are directing their anger towards the concept of trophies in general, rather than how it is just a terrible engineering decision that could have impacted literally any part of the console's encryption relaying on date time, which is crazy. A lot of people are turning around and be like, or no, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but like it's been found just like if your firmware update for your PlayStation 4 is set to 7.55 or lower, you can circumvent that by in what he's saying in jailbreaking and, and homebrewing right. and stuff like that. However, it's not just that, but and we'll get into it later on, but now they're we're looking at the way that Sony is handling a lot of end of life and even more legacy support where we may not even get updates for certain games. And once we stop getting updates for our games, we can't play them online. That's something that we're going to touch on later on when we do the news segment, but it's just really, really, I'm really mad about one of them. It's really, really mad about one of them. I'm, I'm mad about two of them because uh, if it's happening in the EU, it's bound to happen over here. But another thing that That's was true. that they were showing off is that we've got this list of 138 PlayStation games uh, that soon won't be available to buy anywhere. And that's because it was never given a uh, a physical release. All these were digital only for the place uh, for the PlayStation Three, for the PlayStation Vita, PSP, whatever. You got a lot of garbage, I guess you could say. Uh, yeah, I was looking through and I was like, "There's a lot of garbage." I don't care <laughs> too much, but you've got three Armored Core games here for the PSP that's going to be gone. 
uh, Cho Anki Zero, which is actually like if you ever followed like the Cho Anki series, uh, or I should Cho-Aniki. say Cho Aniki. Thank you. They are fucking wild schmups. They're a lot of fun. I I like trolling people with them because they're just off the fucking wall. But we're gonna miss out on that. Uh, I think I saw something else in here that was. It was a Dissidia, a Dissidia update for Final the Fighting Game. It's on here. I didn't see that. Yeah, on on the PSP, it says Dissidia Zero Twelve Prologus Final Fantasy. Wow. I wonder I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know. know. If that's just like a part of like a DLC for the game. I don't or think that that's the what. actual game. Let me look at that real quick. It's the promotional. Go the rest of this list. Go yeah, ahead, like, Eddie. Yeah, no. The interesting thing about it is like uh, Chris pointed out right now. So it's like if ever the PSN goes away, it's not if it's when it goes away. It because will go I, away. yeah, because I mean we're seeing it with the PS3 right now, so it's only a matter of time. I predict because the PlayStation Five. I've been telling people. Who like always ask me like should I pick up a PS5 or have a PS4 Pro or a PS4 and I'm just like it's basically just a beefed up PS4. There's nothing really exclusive about the PS5 right now. So I am very confident in believing that Sony will probably eliminate the PSN from the PS4 store relatively quickly, a lot more quicker than it did with the PS3. I give it no more than two years, if anything. Before the PS4, PSN That's too portion. No, I'm telling you. It's already available. Everything's available on the PS5. There's no reason for them to keep the PS4. If you have a PS5, my PS4 is collecting dust. I, I don't would, touch it anymore. I mean, like, but you have a PS5. And That's the problem that we're yeah. running into... Well, the problem that we're running into is that we're expecting delays on these chipsets to go into 2022. So I would find it extremely unlikely that we're going to see uh, support for the PlayStation 4 as far as legacy support to go away completely. I, I, I just can't believe that that be, be gone in two yeah. years. They would have to support the console probably for like another, like just like any other time that they have done it, the entire life cycle of the, the newer j- console. So usually these consoles have seven-year lifespans. I should say like seven-year life cycles. I would very be very surprised if they kill PS4 support during the active development and production of the PlayStation 5. I would be incredibly surprised because not everybody is going to be able to make the jump and not everyone's going to be able to make the transition. It's already an expensive machine. It's hard to find. It's I mean, just see everything that's going on with the fucking COVID thing. How how many who yeah. I had to jump through in order to secure a fucking PS5. I'm I mean, trying to find one now, and I can't get one for shit. I, yeah, I'm not buying one for me. I'm buying it for my brother. Yeah, one of my one of my buddies just got a PS5, and he got it by luck. He got it by luck. He tried going on StockX. They sent his money back, and then he gets an email from Sony saying, "Hey, you're a P- PlayStation Plus member. You have a window or a lottery where you could potentially get one." Wow, and he got one. He he managed to get one. He got it probably this weekend. So yeah, see, yeah. see the reason the reason why I believe that it might happen sooner than later, like I get what you're saying on on that end, and because of the pandemic and the chip shortage and everything like that. But it wasn't it like in January? I think it was like in, at the beginning of the year that Sony officially announced that they're discontinuing some PS4 models, but like one in Japan. And to me, that just says a lot, especially since like the PS5 had just came out in November, and then they're just saying, "Okay, guys, we're going to stop discontinuing." these ps4 models except for one 
and I think it's like the slim version. So it just it, it feels like they're, they're already keeping rapidly. the slim version, right? It's so, only one model that they're keeping. The but resources it just, it just feels like it just feels like they're rapidly doing the whole because it's old. Let's kill it, quote unquote, guys. Not, I, I don't think it's entirely true. So part of the part of the the way that they're going about it is uh, what is inside of the PlayStation Five are PS4 Pros. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the architecture that they're using to do their backwards compatibility for the PlayStation 5. So why would they continue to make PlayStation 4 Pros while they're making the PlayStation 5s? But they still are producing affordable alternatives if people want to buy into Sony products, especially when we still have games coming out for the PlayStation 4 alongside the PlayStation 5 because development support has not ended yet for the PlayStation 4. So they're making the PlayStation 4 Slims which have better hardware than the base, obviously the base model. It boots up faster. It runs cleaner. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a pro, but I mean, like it is what it is, right? So if you still want to take advantage of Sony's library, fucking buy into the Sony architecture, get the PlayStation 4 slim. It's the, it's the cheaper option compared to buying a PlayStation 5 which has a PlayStation 4 Pro in it, and it's already hard as fuck to get. So I don't. I, I honestly don't think that they're going to be ending support for the PlayStation 4 anytime soon. This is like, we're looking like down the rabbit hole. We're looking like 20 years in the future for the PlayStation 4 because we're probably going to see support for the PlayStation 4 in one way or another, at least in active development, in five years for another five years, and I think that that's due to the chip shortage for the PlayStation 5, that they're going to have to extend the lifespan of a lot of these PlayStation 4 titles. They're going to have to elongate, I guess you could say, the life cycle of the PlayStation 4 just for the fact that not enough people are getting PlayStation 5s in their hands. How long was the PlayStation 3 store open? When did it launch? Uh, 2007, 2006. Somewhere around there. So we'll say it's like, what, 13, 14 years it's been open? I'm looking it up right now. I'm pretty sure that... 2008 uh, was the release date for the PS3, right? No, I think I think it was earlier than that. I feel like I was, I was still in high school when PS3 came out. And I graduated in 2007. Yeah. I graduated in 08. Uh, PlayStation 3 came out in 2006. Okay, that sounds about right. Came out in 2006. So- so is it safe to assume? Well, I'm I'm thinking because the I'm wondering I don't I don't think the PlayStation Four store is going to be closing soon, but I also don't think it's going to stay as long open as long as the PS3 did, because the PS3 had a lot of like I'm I'm thinking of like the libraries that they had, like they had a lot of older stuff. Like until recently is when Sony was like fuck the old stuff. Like they had like a PS1 stuff, they had PS like you can get a bunch of old shit. And I'm trying to think like how big. Like, the PS4's, like, digital library has a lot of, like, games from, like, the PS4 era, but I don't know how far back does their, like, do they go back to, like, PS3 titles or PS2 titles in their library? Or is it just, like, PS4 stuff? No, the majority of it is just PS4 stuff. They do have some PS3 and PS2, but it's based off the PS Now program. So it's not even, like, actual, like, things you can own. It's more of a streaming cloud service that they offer these backlog of, uh, backwards compatible titles gotcha okay i don't know i mean i i honestly i all i know is this sucks 
that's all that all I know is th- th- it sucks that this is happening. Mm-hmm. And like Chris said too, going into one of our news stories too, the news story one is just already it's this shit's happening. It's it's, it's really unfortunate. But that's why uh, I advocate getting your shit in other ways. That's all I'm gonna say. It. I'm gonna say it like that. And I think uh, everyone here can agree with me on that. So yes. <laughs> Chris had a really good tweet this, uh, or you retweeted someone like they was someone talking about like emulation versus like act having actual games. Yeah, like, I like, honestly, my library is fucking huge, but you guys should emulate. <laughs> it was it was crazy. I think it was Sailor Corellia, or I I know that she was involved in one way or another because I think that that's how I saw the original tweet. But it was it was right after you were saying like, yo, let's show off our our old school video games, some of our rarest games. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. let's do it. But then yeah. <laughs> immediately after I saw that tweet, I think it was from Sailor Corellia, and I was just like, bro, I've got maybe 20 games sitting on my shelf right here, eight amounting grand. <laughs> to eight grand. Emulate your games. This is like ridiculous. Unless you have the money, just fucking emulate. Like, I, I, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. The fucking developers play can the come games. Down I just want more games. To be exactly. Played. Unless unless you provide uh, alternative, affordable options for players to play the games that they want to play, because there's obviously a market for old school games. I mean, look at Limited Run and what they're doing with the Star Wars games, and I'm you sure know, that yeah. there's other old school games that they're also just, supporting. Well, just everything they're doing. Yeah, I mean, like they just came out with Republic Commando. That's a fantastic that. fucking game fantastic I was wondering game if that was one of the good ones. yeah that's one of the that one's one of the best ones yeah like don't get me wrong is. it's got its quirks but that game is fucking great so I mean, it, it was one of the first not only was it a good first person shooter but it actually had like the four player co-op element because i remember yeah. playing that with my friends and you had a like a, an assault guy a sniper a grenade like explosive oh, expert yeah, classes dude and yeah and it takes place like between it's is it two Wars. and three it's a clone. Yeah, the Clone Wars. Yeah, it's a Clone Wars. And like limited, was, limited no, Jedi shit. Awesome. Limited Jedi shit. You barely see it. It's it's Good. literally like a war. <laughs> yeah, because those troopers, those clone troopers, were doing a lot of shit on different planets. Yeah, they're fucking. Like, that's some of the coolest shit of the Tardanovsky stuff. Yep. Is when yeah. you like, or even in the uh, the Clone Wars where it's more like 3D and stuff like that. They had a lot the of reboot. those. They had like there was. Yeah, the reboot, and they would have a couple episodes where it was just like, "All right, it's Commander Cody and his crew." Like uh, that's what Cody. it was. Yeah, it's just sad to see all that just get wiped away with an order execution. So like, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, I guess you could say those were because, like, let's think about it. And I know we're sidetracking here, but let's think about it. Those are the purest stormtroopers, right? Because uh, like every stormtrooper after, because like they had to start like rebuilding their army, so like. They got humans. So did they all? They got humans yeah, after that. Said, so the so, clones. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. got like real people, yeah. not clones. Yeah. So the, they started decommissioning a lot of the clones. I don't remember if they were actually killing them off or trying to put them into their own communities. But the last of the clones was Darth Vader's five hundred first. They were the last of the clones. Like the OGs. The OGs. And there was, if you play some of the games, like you, you see some of the lore in Battlefront Two for the PlayStation Two or just any of the sixth generation consoles. But I'm pretty sure that there's other books as well where the 501st is like watching these new wave of stormtroopers and being like, what the fuck are these guys? They're not, they're not warriors. They're just fucking people. 
They're kids. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> like they, they don't they ain't shit. Yeah. I think uh and I need to watch the second season of The Mandalorian, but they so Bill good. Burr's character the so Bill Burr's good. character has some real good background on on that season. He's the best side character. He is the best side character. That makes me really laugh because knowing how Bill Burr is, he could probably just be like, I'm on this fucking Disney movie, <laughs> this Disney show. And like they wanted me for one episode, and then everybody, all these fucking nerds want me to come back. So yeah. it's funny too, because he was like, uh, I think it was like before the pandemic, he was on Conan, and he was like talking about how he had never seen Star Wars. Like yeah. never before, like he What's like just Star doesn't War? get it. Yeah, like he didn't get it. He was not all about it. Yeah. He's just saying, like, just like you said, he's like a bunch of nerds over here just doing whatever they want to do, like blah blah blah. And yeah. then yeah, like he ended up being on one episode, and then apparently a big part of uh, the second season, and a lot of people. Love it. I mean, he's overall him, Bill Burr as a person overall is just a great person. He's one of my favorite comedians. You, Bill Burr's. Uh, it was in two thousand six where when they were in uh, Boston. Oh my god. And- when they were in, they, he was on a comedy tour, and like Boston is notorious for like heckling mm-hmm. bad. And so, it wasn't Boston; it was Philadelphia. That's what it was. It was, it was Philadelphia. Philadelphia because he was making fun of Rocky. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he goes on a 13, 16, maybe sixteen minute rant of just tell or just telling Philadelphia how much they sucked, and then every minute he'd be like. Ten more minutes of this shit. <laughs> Ten more minutes of me reaming your asshole, Philadelphia. <laughs> like, it is fucking legendary. Granted, it wasn't the first thing of Bill Burr I ever saw. The first thing I saw was, which surprisingly, Netflix basically became the new Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bill Burr was one of the first people to jump on it. And that that was the stand-up that Bill Burr still had hair. So that was an older one. Wow. And uh, but then I saw the rant and I was just like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. Like, <laughs> this nice. guy is just he's one of the greats, man. Like there was like first, him and, and of I'm course, like, him and Burt Kreischer hang out all the time. Yeah, so. there's a the first time I saw Bill Burr actually was not impressed because I saw a Netflix special. And it was one of the I don't want to say it was one of the newer ones, but it was definitely within the last 10 years. And I'm watching it. I'm just like, this this really isn't all that funny. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wasn't yeah. quite getting it. I saw some of his older shit, and yeah. I saw some of the other work that he's done. I'm just like, holy fuck, this man is, like, everything I want to be. You should have heard one of his older albums. It's The album is the cover of him, like, kind of, like, got a jacket up like this, and he's kind of, like, looking at the camera. Sure. And that one has one where, I guess... Because he's talking about, like, having a black girlfriend and having, like, a super racist grandmother. Mm-hmm. And, like, the crowd got real uneasy. And, like, he's like, look, I'm just – it's the late show, all right? I came here trying to have a couple fucking laughs. Like, like he's just <laughs> going into it. Like, he's trying to defuse the situation. <laughs> but also, it's like, hey, I'm a comedian. I can say whatever the fuck I want up here. Fuck you. So <laughs> Yeah, the album you're talking about is uh, Emotionally Unavailable. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, thank you, Eddie Forte, from good. the chat for telling us that. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> that was me. But I don't even know. We went – where Where did we – what are we talking about? We went Bill Burr, Star Wars. It's like a fucking weird uh, – what is it? Oh, well, Seven degrees, yeah, six degrees of Kevin Bacon? It's because we're talking about finding media in these uh, – finding a different way of attaining this media, specifically video games. And we started talking about Star Wars Republic Commando that led up to the Clone Wars, that led up to the backstory of – 
Bill Burr in the second season of The Mandalorian. And here we are talking about our first times we came across Bill Burr, which was, for me, was on Comedy Central when they had a show called Shorties Watching Shorties. And they basically yeah. took, yeah, the little the little comedy bits and animated them. And that yeah. was my first exposure to, like, Mitch Hedberg, Dane Cook, Ooh, Bill Burr, yeah. Patrice O'Neill, like, all that stuff. Oh, I miss Patrice. Patrice was really, yeah. really good. Patrice was way ahead of his time. Like, he was super good. But, I mean, that's, he used to be on the Opie, Opie and Anthony show. I used to listen to that on Sirius XM. And then one of them got in some serious trouble and got fired. So Really? <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if it was Opie or if it was Anthony, but that's kind of like – then it became the Anthony and Jim show because Jim Norton was, like, their third wheel. But then when the other guy got fired, Jim Norton became the next guy. So it was just like, yeah. Opie and Anthony hasn't been on for years. I think the last time I listened to them was 2014, maybe. I didn't know that. Like, so I remember Opie and Anthony when they when they weren't on Sirius XM, when they were actually on like regular fucking radio. I think yeah. it was like 2008. Fucking, I would be listening to them when I was working as an electrician's they assistant. They were crazy. They were they were off the fucking wall, like some crazy ass shit. I had no idea that they stopped doing shit. I didn't know that one of them got in trouble. Yeah, one of them uh, said some racist shit, so <laughs> that didn't fly. So okay, okay. <laughs> Granted, they got in away with it a lot, but he didn't get away with it that time. <laughs> Very well. But no, yeah. So, but uh, going back to the original story, yeah. Uh, there is a way, like you said, where you can circumvent it. Also, you can change out your CMOS battery. Like if, if, if the article said you can change it out, it's things are still fine. It's when it actually dies. Yes, is when the problem is. Yes, but I mean, how many times? Oh, it's been four years. I gotta change the CMOS on my PS4. Uh, no, like, no, like it sets an alarm for that. Once the once you swap out the CMOS, that's supposed to last another twenty, thirty years or whatever. It, it varies between product to product. The big thing is just like you know connecting it back to psn and if we run into a yeah. situation that we're experiencing with the playstation 3 where support is going like to slowly be taken away because eventually they're going to take those things offline it's not far off from what happened to the wii because you can't you can't yeah. download from what i understand you can't download anything from the wii shop anymore even if you bought them no. Which is right. It still works, but you can't download it anymore. Right, and I'm which I want to double check because I'm not 100 percent sure on that. You might be able to download the stuff that you've already bought, but you definitely can't go into the store anymore. But it is what it is at that point. Caesar was writing something here. It's like don't know if it's been said yet, but the PSP has been hacked to hell and back. And I'm pretty sure none of those games are seriously lost. Backups exist. PS3 is the one that I hope has been hacked in one way or another. Since I'm out of the loop on that. Yeah, we we commented on it that the uh, the firmware 7.55 and beyond or backwards can be jailbroken can can be hacked uh with homebrew and you will be able to, to you know circumvent those things i mean i got a homebrew on my 3ds now so i can back up my 3ds game so i can stream them so did you use ntr or so fbi easy. uh ntr i believe okay I have to double check though. I have to double check. There's a I gotta find the video, but there's a super good like 30 minute video on how to do all I that. Love Eddie that. has a question. Yes. What's up? Uh, it's more of a more of a I guess uh to back up the the claims about the Wii and stuff like that. According to the Nintendo official customer support, uh, when the store went down back in 2019, it is no longer possible to purchase new content from the Wii Shop. However, for the time being, you may continue to re-download content you have purchased or good. transfer that content from a Wii system to an, a Wii U system. 
be aware that these features will eventually end at a future date. Mm -hmm. So has it been completely gone? I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy, but yeah, the 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 homebrew on the 3ds is fantastic. I love it, and uh, I'm gonna I'll go talk about it in my week. But uh, I've been dabbling in some other homebrew stuff. So oh yeah, what what are, what have you been a up to? Bit. Are we going with me this time? Is our docket just totally out of whack? It, it, it <laughs> is. Fuck it. You spoke up first. You go first. Okay. So all right, let me pull my docket up. Uh, the first thing I've done did this week was I played a lot of Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, I've been so seeing much. to the point that you've taken over the Discord, and now that's like the dedicated chat for Monster Hunter. Hey, I made a channel, so fuck uh-huh. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, I mean, I'm kind of towards like until the I I'm very comfortable with my build right now. Now it's just like the grind. You're just grinding for monster parts because in this game you use different monster. Monster parts are used to randomly generate talismans, which talismans can have, like, different kind of skills. You can kind of manipulate it a little bit to try and get the one that you want. But that incentivizes people to, like, go on all kinds of quests because you're just like, I just want to fight monsters. Let's just fight monsters. I need parts so I can meld those into talismans and maybe get a cool talisman. And that's basically where we're at right now. I got a set. Like, it's every time I attack, I heal the party. It's stupid. <laughs> It's so dumb. I have a hunting horn, and, like, granted, it's not the top tier, like, highest damage, Mm -hmm. although I do have that set built, too. This is a build that every time I attack uh, a certain note, or if I do another note, basically it has three skills on it. It has uh, health up large, which basically heals you for a mega potion. It has health regeneration, and it has high-grade earplugs, which means when a monster roars, it doesn't stagger you. You can just, like, keep wailing on it. So I play all three of those songs. Everyone is constantly healed and, like, just doing damage the whole time. Like, it's dumb. Do you feel like you're breaking the game that way? Is there still a level of challenge? Or have you just no, become because, like, the fucking wizard that protects everybody? No, because you can still get murked because I would still get carded here. Or that you can get wall- the minute In Monster Hunter, the minute you get cocky, you're like, I know this monster. That's when that one's going to fucking murk you and do something weird, like just wombo combo you. Like, Monster Hunter gets me. I'm like, I got this. And then I get put back in my place real quick. Yeah, Zombie Hunter's talking so. shit right now. Yeah, he still finds a way to get himself carded at the Magnamalo dive bombing. <laughs> okay, that's fine. We, we also saw on his on Yuna's stream that he carded against. Uh, what did he card against? He carded, up, he carded against something. And I'm just like, how the fuck do you card? How do you card as a gun lancer? Like, you're playing the tank. Like you, like what's going on? You're not supposed to die. <laughs> yeah, I'm a healer. Like sometimes that happens. So <laughs> I still no, gotta go back to rise. Fun. You need, you need, you need to go back and test out some of the basics. The there's a lot of ba- like learning weapon basics, and you just gotta you gotta workshop in there. Like you just gotta see what fits for you. I had to do that with this game because like this game, a lot of the weapons play so differently than they did in World or Iceborne. Because the clutch claw is gone. So you're utilizing the wire bug now, which that thing is. I got to get used to it. I've, I've been getting used to it. It's good, though. The wire so. bug is that thing that makes you Spider-Man everywhere? Yeah, basically you can Spider-Man. It's, it, it, it does everything. It's like mobility. And it also like it goes into your weapon combos because you can do a different button combination. And it'll do a big attack that uses one of your wire bugs or something like that. So 
it's really fun, and I'm excited. The DLC is dropping later this month. We're going to be getting uh, Camellios, which is a poison elder dragon that goes invisible. And uh, we're getting a lot. They said a lot of other monsters are going to show up, too. So Free DLC? I'm, I'm kind of... Yeah, oh, yeah. All Monster Hunter DLC is free. Like, you never, you never have to pay for the DLC. Ever since starting with World, but... No, Monster Hunter Rise is still good. Like, so that's the thing is we were grinding. Like, uh, Zombie Hunter said we were uh, fighting Magna Malos, which is the flagship monster on the front of the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were just having to farm it because in Monster Hunter World, they gave you, like, a weekly list of, like, things you needed to do. And if you did them, they gave you a specific kind of ticket where you could trade it in for a monster gem, which is a high-level rare item that you need to craft some weapons or some armor. In this game, there is no way to, like, get those easily. You have to farm the monster. That's what you have to do and hope one drops. So we finally got one to drop, and I, I got my set built, and I'm very happy with it. But I'm probably going to ease off on, on Monster Hunter on the streams. I've gotten to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm playing Monster Hunter, but I don't think I want to stream it right now. So we're going to be switching over to some other games with the upcoming streams. Uh, speaking of streams... I did another fucking 12-hour marathon. Hell yeah. You yep, we were there for that. Yeah. I played Mega Man X 1, 2, 3, and I played 4. We beat 1 and 2 and 4. Uh, fuck <laughs> 3. Like, 3 is... I did not know... I be, Prior to this, I had only played Mega Man X 3, like, twice. And as we all know, that game's, like, fucking, like, almost $300 loose. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. So I started playing it, and the suggested order was like, oh, you need to go to Blizzard Buffalo first. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going through it, and then I realize I've been on this stage and fighting this boss for half an hour. Like, in a Mega Man X game, that's ludicrous. Yeah. Like, to be on a level for half an hour. You're on a level or like, the well, boss for a half hour? Level and boss for half an hour. Okay. So I'm playing it, and I'm just like, man, this game's pretty tough, but I, it is the beginning of the game. Like, everything's hitting me really hard, which, I mean, you're you're weak in the beginning. That's the whole part, mm -hmm. of the whole thing of Mega Man games. You're supposed to get stronger. I get about, I get to about the fifth boss after I've beaten five, and I'm just like, why the fuck is this game so hard? Like, enemy placement is, like, crazy, like, stupid. Like, it doesn't make sense where the enemy placement is. The enemy regenerates. Like, the minute you walk off screen, it's not like walking off screen a little bit. The second they disappear from the screen, if you turn back, boom, there's another one right there. Like, it is crazy. And then there's even, like, long levels where there was a part of the level where I was like, there's nothing in here. This is literally me just wall jumping over stuff, and it's not even hard. Like, I don't understand what this room is for. So, like, Mega Man X3, I thought I was insane. I'm like, I'm insane, right? Like, this, like, am I? And then everyone in the chat's like, even Connor was like, wow, this game's pretty fucking unfair. Like, just, like, understanding that it is a bad game. And I, I, I made an audible. I was like, no, I don't want to play this anymore. I'm just not having fun. And then I went over to play X4, and it was such a fucking palate cleanser. Like, it's, it's dumb how much better X4 is than X3. Yeah. I'm gonna stop talking because my I'm thirsty. So. No, nah, dude, it's it's absolutely true, and I and I mentioned this in your stream while you were doing the whole uh, the, the twelve hour celebration. Is like I've played all the Mega Man X games up to six, like, and I've beaten them all, but the ones that I always replay and the ones that I remember more fondly are X and X four. X2 yeah. and X3, especially X3, is just like super rough. I don't remember anything about them. 
X5, I remember minimal. X6, I have no idea what I'm doing. So it's just, <laughs> I don't I don't know if that happens to be their like formula of things where it just kind of feels like the first one in that generation is like the better one. And then they progressively try to change the formula that it just gets way too yeah. far off. And you're like, I don't know what the hell's going on anymore. Because mm-hmm. it definitely feels like that. And it's it goes and it goes the same way with like X7 and X8. Where like X7, they tried something new and it was just like, nah, man, it ain't happening. So they reverted yeah, is back. Is that when they introduced the, uh, the Axel? Yeah, Axel. Yeah, that's when we got Axel. I don't know if he got, it, just... it was introduced in that because there's also Command Mission. I don't know if he was in Command Mission. Well, Command Mission's with uh, X that has a cool scarf. So. Yeah, I think Command Mission takes place in the in the universe of with X that. and through X three. I want to say maybe even before, but but Axel's in that game, so Is it would have had yeah, Axel's in that game. It would have had to take him place after six, unless they did some weird time shit. Shit, no shit. Know. Yeah, I guess. And yeah. it made me feel bad because I was like, man, like I like Mega Man X games, but I don't like this game. This feels weird. Like I like X one, I like X two, I like X four. X5's like, eh, like, I understand that that was supposed to be the last one, and then they kept making more, which is why they're fucking terrible. But, I don't know, I just felt bad. But the whole chat was just like, yeah, if you're not having fun, just don't play it anymore. But other than that, the stream was great. I gave away a bunch of shit, got a bunch of bits, got a bunch of subs, got some follows. So it was really fun. Surprisingly enough, the 12-hour streams don't take that much out of me. Like, it'll be like hour 10, and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of tired. Like, that's when it hits me. Mm-hmm. Now, 24-hour streams, on the other hand, that's when Talk things get that. a little rough. <laughs> I've only Talk done one 24-hour stream, and I'm debating doing another one. I do seen... one every year. <laughs> Dude, no, but it's it's intense because we talk about it, right? And I feel like, like, and I'll get into it on my weeks and stuff like that, but like you just said right now, you're like, oh, 12-hour stream isn't that bad. I've done a 12-hour stream, and it's not that bad. I just recently saw somebody who did a 2K celebration and they did a 30 hour stream. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Did you see Ludwig? Ludwig was streaming for like, like days. Like anytime he got a sub, anytime he got a sub, it extended the time time. he would be live. Yeah. She had, and she had set the cap on that. She had said that I was, she was like 30 hours is the max that I'm going to do. And like every sub that she was getting, like she was, yeah, like dude, and every sub that she was getting, like she was like blowing up a balloon, and she had like all these giveaways and all this stuff, and it was like a subathon thing. But I'm like, I we remember back in January when I was just like, oh, I'm gonna play around with the idea of doing a 36 hour stream because I'm turning 36, and I'm like, no, but these people do it. There's people out there that that freaking do it, man, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how. Caleb Hart does twenty. Uh, he does a hundred percent Final Fantasy VII runs that last twenty two hours. I mean that's and when he's that's... on the when he's on the grind to get the world record, he does them every day. Like he does them, he does one, and then he takes like half a day, and then he goes the next, and then half a day, and then he goes the next. Like it's insane. That is insane. Fuck that. No way. That's a hell of a grind. I like. But I don't know if I want to be on that grind. I get it, but that's not for me. Yeah, that's, not for that's, me. That's not for you. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. But no, I had fun. I think everybody else had fun too. Uh, I gotta think of something. I guess we'll do another one when we hit like a thousand. So what I'm gonna do is, I guess let's like we'll go a thousand. The next goal is a thousand. I'll do another one, and then the next goal will be like two thousand and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see if we ever get that big. But I'm pretty happy with five hundred. Which some of those bots on Twitch got purged, 
Luckily, I took a screenshot of when my follower count was at 501 because I did drop down to like 498. And I'm just like, God damn it. No, I know I was there because I was I thought someone was going to jump in my stream and be like, you're not at 500, bro. Oh, sad boys. It's it, and you know the interesting thing about it is just like it was very minimal for like some of us like you said like you were at five hundred one and you dropped three because of these bots I lost probably like about like I think it was like ten or twelve but I know I had uh people that were like in the thousands that they were dropping like they had oh, like one guy lost two point two point two million oh uh, XQC or whatever is uh, QXC yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, he's the fifth most followed person on Twitch, and he lost like two point. Which they, we don't know if they were. We know they were bots, but we don't know if they were like paid bots. I don't know because apparently some people will just pay to have bots mm-hmm. follow them to yes. boost their numbers. So, but then you run into the situation. Yeah, they then you run into the situation like Juan Mingo, fucking. Uh, he went from eleven thousand to two thousand, I think two point four. God damn. Yeah, because he got botted overnight and he was just like, oh, I'm in trouble. Because if yeah. Twitch finds out that you you botted yourself, they'll fucking shut your shit down. hmm Yeah. And he was just Big like, time. fuck that. <laughs> but no, twelve hour streams are cool. I do have a lot of games that I'm going to be planning for the future. Obviously, we still got Pokemon. We got to still keep doing Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is going to start in the rotation soon. Nice. Uh, That game is fucking great. It's the most non-Metal Gear Metal Gear game. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's a Metal Gear game. completely irrelevant to, like, the core story. Like, it's just like, yo, Raiden does things and fights. Raiden's got a a edgy voice. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid. Oh, I love it. So that game, I I recently found out too. Uh, there was a, there's a game on the 3ds or the DS called uh, Don, uh, Donkey Kong uh, Jungle Climber. And yes, like, that game. What the fuck is this game? I threw that game in the back of my mind and like just locked it away. Just completely forgot its existence until you shared something. I didn't. I never knew. I saw on Twitter someone t- posted. They're like, "This is the fucking Dark Souls level of this game." And I started watching, I was like, what is this game? So I, I I downloaded the ROM, and I started playing, and I was like, yo, this thing is fucking good. Like, this is a really interesting, like, I, you guys know me. Like, that's my thing, is like, this game has a weird gimmick that I've never seen before. And I'm just like, okay, it's a Donkey Kong game. It look, the thing is, the art style in the game, besides the weird climbing part, it looks great. And it could be, have like, there could have been a really good Donkey Kong Country game on the ds with that art style mm-hmm. but and then you get into the climbing it's just way when you, whenever you jump your the, your triggers your left and right are basically they grab they they open and close donkey kong's hands yes and you have to grab points and he swings and you have to like launch yourself and there's all these other like platforms and stuff like that let me pull it up so people can see it in the chat real quick yeah it's called so king of swing it? right a dk jungle uh jungle climber no, King of Swing. Uh, the Swing Game's another uh, another game. Oh, Jungle Climber is the uh, the sequel. Oh, is it? Yeah. What was the first one on? According to uh, Morgan Smith, uh, there's a Game Boy Advance game called DK King of Swing. So is King of Swing the first one? King of Swing and is the first jungle... one for the GBA, and then yeah. the other one is fucking uh, Jungle Japes. No, Jungle Japes is a fucking <laughs> Mario Kart stage. That's a level. No, Jungle James is a level in it's Donkey a, Kong. <laughs> yeah. But no, this game, like, for people that are watching on the stream, this game is so... It's weird. It's very weird, and I'm interested. And I played the first level, and I was like, all right, you got me. 
I'm in. So I plan on playing that. I got to do a different layout for the stream. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be playing this game as well. Did he just turn into a rainbow Donkey Kong? He did, and, flew, <laughs> and he flew around a little bit. That, that, that threw me for a loop a little bit, too. So, And then I've been working. So talking about the homebrewing thing, I wanted to go back and show this. I've been looking into backing up Vita and uh, PSTV stuff. Yes. So I'm going to show this real quick. Yes. Oop, I cut off Eddie. Let me pull Eddie in here. Oh, no. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a micro SD converter. So basically it takes an SD card and then it puts it in this converter, which then makes it into the weird-ass uh, fucking memory cards that uses the, the memory stick duo. Vita uses. The memory stick duos, mm -hmm. which are notoriously expensive as hell for anything lo like a 256 gigabyte. Like the, I just paid forty five dollars for a 256 gig uh, sand disk. Then that would have cost over one hundred and fifty dollars yes. if it was a memory uh, stick duo. Yes. So and then uh, I found a video. I think I posted it in the Discord. I might have posted it somewhere. I can't remember. Where, it might have been Megavision's Discord. And uh, basically how to homebrew your Vita and your PSTV. Sweet. So that way you won't be able, like you won't have to. Basically, it does it somehow to where it's it basically takes the DMCA off of your games so that the game doesn't have to like constantly check for updates or something like that. Mm -hmm. I got to double check in the video. Let me but, let me know uh, how that goes out. Because I'm probably going to be interested in doing the same thing because I got my PSTV like sitting over here somewhere. And I would yeah. I would be really upset if that stopped working like tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah, as as would I. So I'm going to I'm waiting on the the SanDisk, uh, the SD card to come in and then I'll be able to try it out. So, I mean, in my head, I'm just like Vita's not doing anything anyway over there. So I might mm -hmm. as well put it to use. <laughs> yep. Let's see. I'm going to talk about uh, – that's one of my pickups. That's what I was talking about. That was a pickup of mine. And then the other thing I wanted to show up – and this isn't video game related. This is workout related. I per I actually bought – Some cocaine. Uh, for people that don't know. Uh, what? what? No, it's not cocaine. No. <laughs> there you go. Uh, these are – I took the recommendation that Joe Rogan has, and I got these things Oh, the egg weights. Yes. I've so these egg these. weights are basically – they're little weights that you can hold in your hand. Like they can hold in the hold, like doesn't matter how heavy they are. Instead of them being bigger to be heavier, to be heavier, they're made out of different types of metal. So that way they're still the same size that so you can hold them in your hand. And basically Joe Rogan's endorsement says, hey, if you ever want an amazing cardio workout, use some of these like the two pound ones. So you're holding two pounds in each hand and a shadow box for three minutes. And uh, after about 30 seconds you're gonna be like holy shit like yeah <laughs> so yeah but they're good for running i got it so this whole kit was a hundred bucks and you got the one pounders you got a 1.5 pounders and two pounders so you got three sets all with their own little silicone like it just goes over your middle finger and you just hold it like this i think boxer with them i think boxer ninja uh ninja was um using them in one of his fucking streams yeah I mean, a lot of, I mean, boxers use them. I mean, anybody working out, they're amazing. I mean, they're, I haven't tried them out yet. The hardcore working out, like, starts out next week. And, uh, but yeah, comes with a little carrying case, egg weights, all that shit. I'm excited to use That's them. That's pretty cool. Uh, Is speaking it... of that, we played, we played some tennis too this week. You play tennis? That's so, 
Like, uh, I'm aware of how te- I played enough Mario Tennis okay. on Nintendo 64 <laughs> to know how it works. IRL Tennis. So, yeah. But we go out there because my wife, like, Hallie asked me, she goes, are we going to play, like, tennis or are we just playing for fun? I was like, I'm playing to win. Like, <laughs> and she goes, I don't want to play with you anymore. So, <laughs> but we went out there and we just started, like, hitting the ball and stuff. And it was, it's really fun. I realized I need to buy a box of tennis balls because we took six tennis balls and I had to walk. Like to go get them, like because we had there's a gate obviously around the tennis court, uh-huh. but we had to walk outside of that gate three times to go get all the balls. <laughs> you know, I I never thought that I would hear the words come out of your mouth. We play tennis, and I'm just like, well, I told you like Hallie got me those tennis rackets for Christmas. Yeah, I got there's this there was this big gift in the living room, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And she goes, that's you. Mention I was that. like, what the fuck? And then I opened it, and it was tennis rackets. I was like, oh. Because at one time, I, I, I like Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. They were doing two bears. They do two bears, one cave. Yeah. And they were talking about playing against tennis against each other. And I was like, we should play tennis. I said that one time. And then Hallie was like, all right. And I got tennis racket. <laughs> 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 okay. But luckily, the park is literally not even a quarter of a mile down from our house. So it's got a running track, tennis court, you know, all that stuff. I See, wish I that fun. we had a fucking public running track around here. We got a couple around out here. I have to go down the fucking Fredericksburg. And anytime I go to the fu- fucking Fredericksburg, my wife is just like, take the dog with you so you can make her happy. And I'm just like, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I remember, but no, it's, I, I remember early ahead, on, uh, I wasn't into tennis, but we did have a recreational center not too far from where I was probably like about a 15 minute drive. And I really got into racquetball. Racquetball's like really, racquetball's intense. Yeah, like I really enjoy. Like for like, I want to say a good solid two years. I was probably around twenty one, twenty two. I was like super into racquetball. Like we would like meet up at least twice a week, and like just hit the balls. It was great. Yeah, and racquetball's I re- fun. And I remember too because like, like after after everything was like said and done, they had like a little like bar area there. And um, near the bar area, they had a uh, Pac-Man machine. So we would play racquetball. Uh-oh. We would have a couple of drinks. And then be like, all right, let's see who can get the high score at Pac-Man before we can go. And yeah. that was pretty fun. That was good times. Well, like, the so let me, there's the court that we have. So there's two courts. We live up on the hill. So you have to go up the big curve to come up to where we live. Our park is old and rinky-dink. Mm-hmm. So, like, the tennis court's there, but it needs some love. Like there's a lot of leaves on the inside. Like a lot of the leaves need to be blown out. It needs to be it needs to be pressure washed. Like the floor, and it needs to be repainted. A new net needs to be put on. All that stuff. Is it a clay and, uh, a clay fucking field or fucking out here? Probably <laughs> not. Like it's probably just some fucking asphalt that they painted. Okay. But down, if you go down into the main part of the city, they have a new rec center where they have like brand new like you know. Tennis court, tennis court, tennis court, all in like one big area, the all painted and all nice, and that's where whenever you drive by that you see the ritzy people there, and I'm like, fuck y'all, I don't need your <laughs> tennis court. <laughs> I live right next to one that it might not be clay, but I don't give a shit. So there's also a basketball hoop in that tennis court, so if people are playing basketball, you can't play tennis that day. <laughs> big rip. I mean, Jeez. it is what it is, but tennis was fun. Uh, my, uh, Hallie was like, I want to do this more, so we're gonna play some more tennis and get used to it so oh yeah but that's all i really did for my week cool eddie do you want to reclaim your spot i want to reclaim my spot 
number yep. two for what I did yep. in my weeks. Let's go. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I survived. Tell me about COVID. COVID. <laughs> yeah, he did, dude. I, I'm here, damn it. I'm here, damn it. I'm not. I'm like I'm saying. Where you at, God? You bitch ass, dude. It, dude, it, isn't it crazy? Like I really think about it too, and I'm just like, it was two weeks. Literally, we recorded the podcast that Sunday, and I remember I told you guys, I was like, I think I'm feeling sick. I'm getting sick. Yeah, I'm like, I think yep. I'm getting sick, and then I just woke up feeling like hell, man. And and I won't, I won't dive too much into a lot of the. I've already said it like on stream and to people like on discord and stuff like that but i mean it was the first week was definitely one of like the rougher weeks because like everything hurt my head my sinuses my body like everything was just like not happening i was very fortunate and happy that food still tasted the same except after the third day i don't know what the hell changed that everything started tasting like butter or extra salty yeah like it was the I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and because like that's like my favorite like go to like breakfast thing, and I bit into it and it literally felt like I was just biting into a stick of butter, and I was like Ugh. terrible. I ordered a sandwich from freaking Jersey Mike's, and super fucking salty, and I'm just like I for for a while all I was eating was cereal, fruit, and oatmeal, and that was it. It's- it sounds like the only taste buds that were actually active on your tongue was the salty. Yeah. Areas. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, because I tasted. That's every- not uncommon either. Yeah, so it was just it was just very bad. Like I said, there was moments where I was like, I was sleeping, and I'd be like, man, like the thought process and everything that happens while you you have COVID and you, you start coughing. And the the one thing that I will address is one thing that I didn't know. <laughs> I knew the physical toll it takes on you. I didn't know the mental toll it takes on you. And there's a thing that they call COVID fog. Yeah. And and that shit to me, Doctor Drew has that right now. Like he's in the fog. Yeah, if, if you guys have no idea what what COVID fog is, it basically is a mind fuck. Where like you, th- I was I was getting messages from people, and I thought like I had these whole like full blown conversations with them, mm-hmm. and they would send me back like, "Yo, dude, I haven't heard from you like in two days. Are you okay?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about? We talked yeah. yesterday." And they're like, your short term memory is gone. It, yeah, by the way. short. It yeah, takes like short term memory is gone. I'm trying to fall asleep, and I'm thinking about like I was like literally thinking of like math problems and solutions for shit that there was no need in my life for. And I'm like, why the fuck am I thinking about this? And it's just your mind just like fucking around with you and trying to figure out what the hell's going on. But yeah. Anyways, so I, I survived COVID. <laughs> <laughs> okay we, yeah we survived covid we we made it through i was fucking taking like seven pills a day and dicking the good thing is you got some good ass antibodies right now yeah yeah and so um but yeah we we did that we did that uh we, we survived that and then i came back to streaming this week which has been great and phenomenal um, it's been really really awesome because i missed hanging out with everybody and stuff like that this week we did a lot of batman on the nes yeah which was great The original challenge was I had told myself, I was like, I'm going to play games that I had as a kid that I never beat. And I was going to start off with Batman, TMNT, the original TMNT, and Ninja Gaiden. Why would you do that to yourself? Well, I didn't. That was the thing. It's like Batman Batman kicked in. And I was just like, man, like Batman is such a good game. Like I remember like the music, the stuff like that. And I ended up beating it. So then we switched on over to Batman Returns. Batman Forever. Which... which which is the one we're talking about for the NES, right? We're talking about yeah, the the one for the NES. We're talking about Purple Batman. Yeah, Purple Batman, Sunsoft. Okay, 
It's not a bad game. It's it's actually. Uh, like, I think those games are ass, but very well. Okay. Wow. Okay. See, and to me, to me, the Batman one was an original. I don't know if it's a nostalgia thing because I owned it, but like I enjoy the music. Uh, I think it, it visually looks pretty good. It it can get tough, but I was able to beat it. You know what I mean? So after we did that one, I was like the next. So it must not be that tough. No. All right, right, dude. <laughs> dude, after we beat that, the next the next day I was gonna stream again, and I was just like, we tried TMNT after Batman, and I was just like, I'm not feeling this. So I was like, why not go with Batman Returns? It's not a good game. Yeah, I was like, why don't we go with Batman Returns on the Super Nintendo? And we ended up beating Batman Returns on the Super Nintendo. And then I had heard of Return of the Joker, which apparently has three versions. Return of the Joker on the NES, Return of the Joker on the Super Nintendo, and Revenge of the Joker on the Sega Genesis, which all three games are the exact same thing, except the Nintendo version is far superior visually and in audio. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) When we say Nintendo, you're talking about NES or Super? NES. No, not Super. Mm -hmm. Dude, wow. the Super Nintendo version of that game is garbage. It it must have been a bad port. It just it just plays terrible. It sounds terrible. I, I shouldn't say it plays terrible because they they all play the same, but visually, it just looks terrible. Ass. Yeah. So so we we went and played Return of the Joker and we beat that one, and then I was like, all right, I'm let's try Batman Forever, and that was like the biggest mistake ever. Like Batman Forever on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know, it's, it, it, it's it's basically made by the same guys that made Mortal Kombat, Acclaim, at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 that, that's how they do. Well, no, is that the one where Batman <laughs> yeah. looks like an Irish? Boxer? He looks like he's doing the fisticuffs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's yeah. doing the fisticuffs, and like <laughs> that one's really bad. And you have Robin and basically in a onesie pajama looking outfit like batman's all in his mm-hmm. suit and everything and then you have Robin. that one's based off the movie right it was based off the movie yeah and it just i i think my issue with it was is that like it's not a bad game there are points where you're just kind of like i don't know what i'm doing it becomes cryptic and you fight all these bad guys and then you die and it's like there's no continues <laughs> good luck you're like i'm I'm sorry, chat got me with. Uh, I forgot that that's the Batman that the bat suit has bat nipples. Yes, like <laughs> they the armor has nipples. I don't know why, but the armor has nipples. That's the the. I know for a fact it was the George Clooney one. Was it the Michael Keaton one as well? No, Michael Keaton was the yellow symbol. It had no bat nipples on there. Okay, it was up until the George Clooney version. That, those were all the ones where Batman couldn't turn his neck, so he'd have to move like this. Where he moves his whole body. Oh no, that that included the Keaton ones too. The Keaton ones, he has to do the whole yeah, full yeah, body. Yeah. Christian Bale was the first one where Batman was like, "I could turn my fucking neck." Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've never seen any of the movies, so I don't know. They're, oh my god! You should watch the one where what is it? Batman, uh, the one that has Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze and Uma Thurman as that's uh, Batman and uh, Batman and Robin. Batman, yeah. yeah, Alicia Silverstone is Batgirl. Mm-hmm. That one's uh, really bad, yeah. but you should watch it. I mean, it, it, <laughs> who's the it, Batman in that one? Bad. Is that Michael Keaton or is that George Clooney? Which one? Which one? Uh, Batman and Robin. That's uh, Batman, Val Kilmer. Uh, George Clooney. What? What? Oh, Batman yeah. and Robin. Batman, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, Batman for no. Uh, Batman and Robin is George Clooney. Hold on, hold on. Batman, We're looking ba- this Batman and Robin is George Clooney, <laughs> but Batman Forever is Val Kilmer and Nicole Kidman, with Tommy Lee Jones okay. and Jim Carrey. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay, well, hold on. Regardless, now you got to move on to Arkham Asylum. 
Because I don't, I I don't, don't know. know see, yeah, and see, a lot of people were telling me that. They're like, oh, are you going to do the Arkham games? And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do the Arkham games. I've played the Arkham games before, but I don't know if I'll do them anytime soon. And and, and that goes back into, mm-hmm. like, into where the stream is kind of going and what I've been doing lately with it. And I'll, and I'll dive into that more later on as, for, as what we're doing for the week. But yeah. Okay. So... This explains a lot now that I'm reading this. All of the Batmans that we remember, like Batman with uh, Michael with Michael Keaton, Batman Returns mm-hmm. that also had Michael Keaton. Yep, Batman 1 and 2 had Michael Keaton, both directed yeah. by Tim Burton. All of these are directed by Tim Burton. No. Batman Forever was directed Incorrect. by Batman and Robin. Incorrect. Batman Forever was produced by Tim Burton, but it was directed by oh, Joel Schumacher. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Joel Schumacher? Really? Yeah. <laughs> These, I don't know if these movies hold up. I I want to. I I don't think they do. Them in a very long time. I want to go back, and that's what I was telling myself as I was watching, as I was playing these games. I was telling myself I need to go back and watch these movies because that's what I felt like doing. Like I I played the Michael Keaton ones. I was like, yeah, let's go ahead and watch it. And then I played Batman Forever, and I'm like, and I want to say that Batman Forever is not a bad movie. It was just one of those, like, it was different because after Batman Returns, it became one of those things where they were just like, Batman was too violent. Like, that movie was way too much. So they had to tone it down. Okay. Yeah, and that's why Batman Forever is a lot more colorful. And, like, it, it reminds you more of the pow, Adam West, like, ka-chow, like, ka-ping. Yeah. Because yeah. it's more of the comedic... Re- you know, except uh, Robin's whole family fucking falls from a... Yeah. <laughs> you know, just falls out of the sky. So, so yeah, I, I want to go back and watch the movies, too, and including the Dark Knight trilogy, because I haven't gone and watched them all in a long time. Those still hold up. You know? Those still hold and, um, up. Yeah. And that, and that kind of led me down a path. Like, I was checking out videos on YouTube where I was watching, like, the, you know, the Fandango movie clips and stuff like that. And that mm-hmm. led oh, yeah. me over yeah, to yeah, Superman, yeah. like, the Christopher Reeve, like, Superman. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go back and watch Zod. These. Yeah, deal before Zod. Um, yeah, but yeah, so that I forgot that Jack Nicholson was the Joker in the first one. That the that it was Jack Nicholson was as the Joker. That was the big one in Batman. Batman Returns was Catwoman and uh, Penguin. Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Batman Forever was obviously Jim Carrey as the Riddler and Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face. And then we had Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze and then Uma Thurman. Wow, and Bane was in there too. People forget that he was in there, but he is not the Bane that he is from the Dark (laughs) Knight. No, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Not even from the comics or anything like that, man. It was just a, it's just a very obscure, true value Bane. Your wish, (laughs) the 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 wish Bane you (laughs) wanted. Great value, yeah. Ooh, that's one thing I forgot to tell. So this is not a live action Batman movie. It's one of the animated ones, but Batman Year One is a super good fucking movie because Batman year one is, uh, I believe that takes place like that focuses around commissioner Gordon before he was commissioner. It's like his first year dealing with Batman. And, uh, it's, it's really good. Batman year one is like, Batman's already Batman. Batman's been established, but now we're seeing it through the eyes of basically the next, like probably one of Batman's more, most important people to have on his side, which is commissioner Gordon. Because, like, it makes the cops not arrest Batman all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Batman, I remember watching that one. Batman Year One's really good. And if we're going to talk about other animated ones, Batman Under the Red Hood is fantastic. That was it a good one. It has Jensen Ackles in it. So, 
Yeah, no, it's but, uh, uh, it was it was very interesting going through those Batman games and then just like playing them and like people talking about it because I, it, it's it, it was it was one point you know like people always like say like oh ba- Michael Keaton is like the best Batman Val Kilmer and George Clooney suck Christian Bale's the better one like blah 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 and and Not that voice. And, and that conversation was happening there Batfleck was being supported and I'm trying to remember who came in and was like all the Batman actors suck. Like, no one is good. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, he's just like, not one Batman represents the Batman from the comics. Like, blah, 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 this and this and that. And I'm just like, I guess. Maybe Robert Pattinson will. Maybe Robert Pattinson will. I'm excited for Robert Pattinson. But I, it was it was a fun time revisiting those Batman games. But going back into it, will I do the Arkham games? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Um, and if I do, it'll probably be sometime later on in the future. Aside from that, after that, I decided to go on this Donald Duck game trip, which is I was I'm there for that, which is what I'm currently doing right now. And and it, and it goes back to like people are well, you're going to play DuckTales right now. That's not like that's not a Donald Duck game. That's a Uncle Scrooge game. Scrooge McDuck. But they're like, you know, it falls in the same universe. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret Marvel but, hidden character. Yeah. So I went with Quackshot, which I remember that was recommended to me. Oh, God, I remember that. Dude, Quackshot was fun. I really enjoyed it. I remember it. the cover of Quackshot. It, it, was that it, a GameCube or was that N64? No, no. Quackshot was Sega Genesis. What game? Yeah. I'm thinking you, probably you, of Going Quackers. Going Quackers is a, is a game that's on okay, my list yeah. to play. Yeah, yeah and I'll get into it. I don't right know. Now. Again, it's like something that I locked in the back of my fucking mind yeah, vault. you got some trauma around that yeah, game I is do. what it is. And you don't know. You don't remember what the trauma no, is. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. So so Quackshot, Quackshot was... um. Uh, Quackshot basically is heavily inspired by Indiana Jones. That's what it is. You know, he's wearing his little suit. He's got a hat and everything. Or not mm-hmm. the suit. He's wearing, like, the jacket or whatever. He's exploring. You see the, the title screen and everything. Looks just like Indiana oh, Jones. Yeah. And they have a little flying airplane and all that stuff, too. It's a uh, puzzle action platformer, I guess you could say. Not so much puzzle, but definitely an action platformer. But the puzzle element or the strategy element in it is, is that you have to go to these other countries to get your upgrades to progress in the other stages so like you'll start off in duckburg and you hit a wall and you're like you can't do anything here you have to go down to mexico and go to this temple and find goofy where he's gonna be like oh i've just been hanging out here you know because i'm goofy i got nothing else better to fucking do but i found this plunger that's gonna help you climb walls and you're like okay <laughs> like legit that's exactly what happens and then you could have just went to world. ace hardware to grab yourself a plunger no you have to go to mexico <laughs> you gotta go to Tijuana. Mexico. you know about those mexican plungers yeah. man dude and, and the funny thing is like you go down to mexico and like and i wish like i was trying to do the voiceovers but i was like still recovering i'm like it's like really hard for me to like do some of the voices and i was laughing because i can't do i can't do donald duck for the life of me and i was trying to do a version of him and it was like the worst thing ever and then when you go down to mexico there's like a little mouse girl there's like a little mouse girl there and she goes i know i come up wait what is this i'm looking it's, at what she's supposed to no no tell no 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 let let fucking eddie finish before we go to your fucking abomination <laughs> yeah that you put so, on the goddamn screen so 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 I, fucking we, mad we, at you we go to, we go to mexico we go to mexico and there's there's a little mouse girl right there and the mouse girl is like she's like oh uh you can't go inside the temple because you know you need a key and you have to go find the key and it's like oh okay like 
But Donald Duck's response is like, thank you, Senorita. Like, for all your advice. And I'm <laughs> okay. just like, why does he have to go like, thank you, Senorita? Like, what does he have to do? Like, he heavily, like, emphasizes on, like, this is a Mexican mouse girl. <laughs> And, racist and it was just so it was just so just so great and uh i really enjoyed that one honestly i i we've, we've talked about this like in me and the sega stuff but quack shot right now is in my top five of sega genesis games which is like wow yeah that's high wow. praise yeah because i i really it had a good misplaced time misplaced high praise but high praise nonetheless misplaced. yeah <laughs> all right let's go so the re- yeah the reason I brought this up for, for audio listeners, it's just it's that meme of Goofy talking about how he fucks. I, no, fuck but, that. I want you to read it. So, okay, so what it says is it's getting character a Goofy from a from a from a comic strip, and he looks very serious as he's saying this. He goes, "I know I come off as silly and oblivious, but I have the same urges as anyone else. These primal animal cravings have persisted long enough after your mother's passing, and to this day, I yearn for the next opportunity to take pleasure in the carnal union of flesh. Your dad doesn't just have sex, Maxie. Your dad fucks." <laughs> But so my friend, my friend Stephanie sent me the meme is just this right part. It cuts off all the all the dialogue from the left, and they've changed it to your dad fucks to your dad fuck for yucks. <laughs> and, so when she sent me that, I didn't know that this one didn't say that, but she just sent that picture of me. It says your dad doesn't have just have sex, Maxie. Your you dad got, fucks. Okay, so I, I now now I need you to try to do the goofy impression. You have to try to read that. No, oh, yeah. I can't do that. I can't do a goofy your impression. Your dad no, doesn't dude. just have sex, Maxie. Your, your, your dad, dad doesn't yucks. just have sex, Maxie. Your Dad, I'm leaving this goddamn call. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you both. Well, the funny, the funny thing about it is, every day we strive closer, (laughs) farther and farther away from God. The the funny thing about it is, is like bringing up Goofy and stuff like that. People were telling me, and they they brought that up. Like, are you going to play the Mickey Mouse games? Are you going to play the Goof Troop game? And I'm like, I don't know. Right now, I just want to play the Donald Duck games. We played Quackshot. We had a good time with it. We moved on over to Maui Mallard, or Maui Mallard, uh, whichever one you want to pronounce it. Right. No, go go with your French dictation. Yeah. Millard. M- Millard. There it is. The f- yucks. <laughs> f- yucks. F- yucks. <laughs> There's a YouTube clip of it. Play it. <laughs> uh you guys won't be able to hear it. Oh, that's true. The f- yucks. The, what you make what you the chat will. Oh, it's no, it's a really bad goofy impression. Oh, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good at all. Yeah, so uh, we, we moved on over to Ma- we moved on over to Maui Mallard and um a Mallard, whatever and shit. And it, it, dude, that Mallard. that game looks great. It sounds great. Uh, heavily It does influenced. not sound great from just the fucking name. Dude, it's it's like Donald Duck stars as Maui Mallard in Cold Shadow. Like that's the full fucking name of it. And it's based on, like, Magnum P.I., apparently. Yeah, because he's, like, a detective who's a a ninja. He wears a Hawaiian shirt and all this stuff. All you need is Higgins to show up. But the problem with it is it's definitely a tough game. It's very Metroidvania, not in the sense of collecting things to progress, but more of just the exploration aspect. It gives you a world, it gives you a stage, and you're like, you're supposed to collect all these things and find the exit. And that's it. What the fuck is this character? What, the circus one? 
No, like I'm looking at this Mally. Ma- oh, the Mar- I almost the- said Mally Millard. <laughs> Mally oh, Millard. this is not a. This isn't a. De- this is not a. Wait, it is a Donald. I it is Donald Duck. Donald it Duck is Donald Duck. Duck yeah, he's looking like it was. It was at least like in Europe and Japan as Donald Duck stars in Maui Millard, and then somewhere along the way it just became Maui Millard in Cold Shadow here. But it's definitely a Donald Duck game. Okay. Yeah. I was showing off this great circus mystery because I was. This is a one that I remember playing growing up, and this is a really good one. Yeah. If you wanted to go into the Mickey games, oh, this is actually really fun two players. So apparently, somebody was telling me that the circus mystery, Quack Shot, and another one are considered a trilogy in the Disney series. I'm looking that up of games. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know either. But I just remember this one had really cool suits that you put on, and then you got different abilities when you wore the suits. Yeah. Going into Cold Shadow again, the platforming is good. The audio is great. Visually looks awesome. There's a difficulty because once you actually turned into the ninja, the hitbox like detection is the worst thing ever. Like Ooh. he has a stick, he has a bow staff or whatever, and it's just like the shortest fucking thing ever. And even if you gauge the the timing right of the enemy, by the time you hit them, they hit you immediately back. And like there's just nothing ifs and or buts about it. We played we played it for like about two hours and I couldn't get past the second stage. And I was like, Yep, yeah, that's it. We tried. But it has some really cool elements. Oh, this is this looks weird. Yeah. It was. It, it could have been so much more. I I saw the reviews on it, and it does get a good praise, like at least a average of seven out of ten on most sites. But it's just, yeah, it's a it's a very interesting one, and I I couldn't get into it after the second the stage after I kept failing. It looks like Earthworm Jim. A little bit, yeah. You're right. I don't know. I don't like Earthworm Jim. That's weird. I I yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Earthworm Jim. Yeah. Uh, but I do remember seeing this cover all the time mm-hmm. at blockbuster and i just never read yeah. i've never seen this game before see the only reason why i have i have a memory of this game is and i, I brought it up on stream is the game came out in 96 which is like before like or right before i want to say or right after the nintendo 64 but i want to say it's like right before the nintendo 64 came out because the 64 was uh 96 correct if i'm right 64 was 96 yeah yeah and I remember that, like, either I already had the 64 or I was about to get the 64. And my we were at this place, at this local rental place, and my dad specifically picked out Maui Millard and was like, here, why don't you play this game? And it was at that time where I was just like, ah, I'm too cool for, like, Disney games, like, blah, 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 like, you um, know what I mean? Like, and, and I never played it. So I wanted to visit it back and just kind of be like, all right. I'll play it because my dad wanted me to play it. Maybe there was something mystical about this game. No, there was nothing mystical about this game. This game just, it just happened to be one of those games that like, it just, it didn't, it fell flat for me. Unfortunately, I wanted It's on Steam. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently they released like a Windows version and a Steam version uh, not too long ago. It doesn't ago. have high ratings. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so we, we gave that a shot. And the next one is the one that you were talking about, Chris, is the one we're thinking about playing, which is going Quackers, which is available on the 64, the PS1, and apparently the PlayStation 2. And it's basically a Crash Bandicoot ripoff. Oh, I know this intro. I know the cover of this game. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I I know about this game. Yeah, so we might dive into that one. Um, I'm still 
seeing what's happening. But to, to wrap up everything, we did some, we did uh, three viewers choice this past weekend, uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Sega Genesis. I am very looking forward to three games from the Nintendo Entertainment System. Two that I never knew of, one that I always heard of but never played. And I want to add those through my schedule, which is Vice Project Doom. If you guys have ever heard of Vice Project Doom on the Nintendo Entertainment System, it starts off like Spy Hunter, and then it becomes Ninja Gaiden in the future meets Batman type of shit. Okay. Yeah, and it's just the music. Oh, I've seen this cover. Dude, the music sounds great. The the visuals are good, and I genuinely want to play it. So that's one of them. The next one is Shatterhand, which is basically you're this dude who <laughs> you basically you're this dude that just punches everything and shatters them. Like it's in your way, punch it, shatter it, and you're good to go. <laughs> I want to see. I want to say that I saw continue played this game. Which one? Sh- oh wow, Shatterhand. That. That's a good cover. <laughs> that is a good cover. Oh man. Yeah, Shatterhand. <laughs> oh man, his hands a robot hand underneath the skin. Dude, like you you play you watch these or you play these games and it definitely feels like I'm watching one of those eighties cheesy movies. Like Oh, it's from fucking Jaleoko. Okay, yeah, that this game's ass. Jaleoko. <laughs> no, it's not ass. They Jaleco. play great. And then the uh, and then the third one is uh, Little Samson. I've always heard of Little Samson and I never played it. Little Samson's good. And uh, Samson. Little Samson's okay. It's it's kind of like I don't want to outright call it a Mega Man clone, but it's kind. It's got a lot of Mega Man vibes to it. Yeah. It's 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 okay. The hype is that it's expenses. Yeah, it's expensive, but it the being able to the the four different characters are all very diverse. Yeah. So it's really fun to play as them. Yeah, so I had, I had a pretty good time with that. So that was basically as far as like my week goes, um, on especially coming back from like the recovery of COVID and all that stuff. In between, I picked up some stuff. I don't know if I showed this off last time. I, I genuinely don't remember. Did I show off that I picked up Undertale? No, you did not. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I saw Nico Hart is a streamer who just plays games uh, with a steering wheel. He does Silent Hill, Alien Isolation yakuza and he definitely he he did a what was the where you kill everybody a genocide run Is that genocide run yeah a genocide run yeah. of undertale using nothing but the steering wheel and i saw him fighting sands and i was just like good lord like just the dedication this dude was putting into this game and like trying to beat it with the steering wheel i was just like it was on sale like at best buy for like 20 25 bucks and i was just like yeah i'll, I'll fucking pick it up for the switch so I picked that up. I got my REI HDMI splitter for the PS3. Uh-oh. So we can start okay. streaming PS3 stuff. Um, looking forward to that. And I'll dive into why I picked that up later on in the podcast. I got my Ask Iwata book. I want that book. I just ordered that. Yeah, I want that it, book. Yeah, it's, it's like $14 on Amazon right yeah, now. Yeah, it's like 14 bucks on Amazon right now. So, yeah, it's uh, I haven't read it yet. I, have, I popped it open. I read the preface and everything. So it's going to be pretty cool uh to like dive into this and i finally bit the bug or i don't know what you want to call it and stuff it. for those uh yeah you bought some expensive ass books didn't you they're not books they're just no that's that's oh, the, the starter kit. set they're the kits yeah just the, star- the books are not cheap yeah just the starter set an essential kit for some dungeons and dragons stuff 
I want to start getting into it. They both come in like with little manuals and ways to DM and little character sheets and all that good stuff and like basic adventures. Each one comes with a die set as well, but I also picked up three like extra sets of die. I don't know why, but apparently you're supposed to have a shitload oh, of die. Oh, welcome to collecting dice. Yeah. Dice is fun to collect because you're like, ooh, those are pretty. I'll buy those. And then you're like, I have 17 sets of dice. Which is the pretty worst. <laughs> yeah, which is the worst part about it too because like I signed now on my Discord, we have a dedicated channel to just Dungeons and Dragons. We've had it, but it's been more active now. And people. Mega Visions is starting that too. And people are just sending me like, look at this dice. Look at this dice. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing yet. And it looks, I want these dice. I have a bag. Of, I have a crown royal bag of dice for when I play magic. There you go. <laughs> or not. Yeah. Magic. Cause you'll need, you need different kinds of dice for magic. Yeah. But, um, that was my week. That was basically my week. Uh, it was, uh, very, it was very fun. It was good to be back. And like, I, I picked up a couple of things and here we are. Yeah. So you're going to sit here and, and not say anything to me. When you're trying to play Dungeons and Dragons. What do you mean? Knowing like I'm like I've been DMing for like fucking six years, dude. <laughs> yeah, he used to, before COVID, he, Friday nights was not Friday night fisticuffs. No. It was Friday night D D. Yeah. Mm. We we had a weekly D D session. I ran for a year with this particular group ran it into the ground <laughs> there you go it Whoa. it went for a while yeah no i have i want to say that i have about 20 different 5e books and like i know that those are not cheap like yeah. average price is like 50 dollars a pop but if you want help oh, yeah if you want help either running sessions or if you want someone to sit in you let me know and then going back to what you were saying Corey, yeah chris has been trying to get me to fucking DM because his end Powell. goal, yeah, Powell, because he wants to get me the DM and stream it on Mega Visions, which that is gonna YouTube, take YouTube, some YouTube videos would probably be better because you can edit out a lot of the downtime. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a interesting. Someone's thing, trying yeah. to be critical role, and we ain't critical role. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I it's it's interesting, man. Like I said, Dan I, I the, the interesting thing about it is I just didn't know how big the whole D and D. I mean, I knew I had an idea of how big D and D is, but since I've brought it up, and like I said, like people who are in the Discord, there's a dedicated channel, there's a dedicated role now if you want to be an adventurer and stuff like that. And then I brought it up. You guys are fucking nerds. I brought it up on stream. <laughs> I brought it up on stream, and then I had, like, four or five people that were like, dude, I can be your DM if you need help, like, this and this and that. And then one of my one of my team members, uh, Slappy Meats, he does D&D every – I know that's his name. Slappy, Slappy Meats? Slappy. That's a good yeah, fucking Slappy name. Slappy Meats. He, uh, he does <laughs> D&D every Sunday uh, with team members as well. So it's kind of like they do it on Twitch and everything like that. So it's been, and he was the one like, dude, like you want to get in on one of these sessions too, especially because sometimes they drop out. They do it like four or five hours before the podcast. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. mm, okay, but go ahead. So I have two things I want to say. First thing, I've tried D&D. &D, it ain't for me. That's okay. I don't have the imagination. That's okay. I've tried it. So you guys are fucking nerds to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. And then the second thing is, I forgot that I rewatched one of JonTron's old videos. Did you guys know about the movie called Darkest Dark Dungeon or something like that? Darkest Dark. I Hold think on. I know of it. 
I'm pretty on. sure I've seen the video. Dontron. It just doesn't kick. Uh, it doesn't kick in. It's called Dark Dungeons, and uh, what it was is there was these little things. I forget what they were called. Uh, they were called like chick tracks or something like that. And basically, what they were were these little like religious comic strips on like, oh, these are why you shouldn't do this and you should do this, or otherwise you're going to hell. Well, the creator of Chick Tracks did not like D and D. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I know about now? this because it played in Sunday school. <laughs> yeah. So this is a movie, and you can go to the website. I'm gonna click on the YouTube video. I won't play the audio, but uh, in the link down here, you can go to the website and buy the movie for five dollars. <laughs> It's called Darkest Dungeons the Movie. Basically, you can watch it for two dollars or have it. Uh, yeah, you can have the. You can watch it for five bucks. But basically, these it's a story of these two girls that go to college, and apparently, RPGing is like football in this college. It's like all the cool what kids the play D and D, and everyone's. Like, I would have been so like, popular. It was like it's a drug and they're going to hell. Come to find out the whole thing is they're trying to get a sacrifice so they could summon Cthulhu. Like Cthulhu. And all of that all of that is pulled directly from the fucking comic strip. Even like one of the final scenes of the movie. JonTron, if you don't want to watch the whole movie cuz the movie's like an hour or whatever, you can go watch the JonTron video where he breaks the movie down and it's fantastic. It is called Darkest Dark Dungeons and it is basically like the reefer madness of Dungeons and Dragon movies or Dungeons and Dragons. I love it. it is. I want it so it's bad. It's the same style. So, Chris, I'm not going to get into your week, but you've already watched Surviving Edge Weapons in the chat in the Discord. I have. Maybe you have to watch this. I I do. I do actually. Are you I, I don't a PTO think that this day is. Tomorrow? <laughs> I'll probably do it while I work. Uh, I I'm looking at this. I maybe I haven't seen this one, but there was something very similar in the vein because it was made by the same people who did Hell's Bells, and Hell's Bells was an old school Christian propaganda film that was out against uh, heavy metal and rock music from exactly. like the late 1980s, early 1990s. Yep. And they had something where they were like really going after D&D because especially during the 1970s going into the 1980s, everything was about Satanism. Absolutely fucking yeah. everything. There oh, was the Satanic Panic. Yeah, exactly. And that was like back when the FBI and even the CIA was like looking into fucking cults that were like... Good old Reagan. Exactly. <laughs> it was... Bro. <laughs> Bro. Reaganomics. <laughs> was the full movie... Uh, for real, Reagan was probably one of the worst fucking presidents if you start looking at shit. <laughs> the full it movie was... title was called Hell's Bells, The Dangers of Rock and Roll? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Holy that shit. That sounds so cool that I want to watch it. <laughs> yes. And, like, they kill a frog on screen. Because, like, one of the big things that they, they say is, like, Rock and heavy metal desensitize you to the evils of the world. And they take a frog and they were just like, look at this example of you being the pure Christian boy thrown into like this hot boiling pot of water. You'll immediately drop out, jump right out to protect yourself. But if I put you in some warm water and slowly desensitize you as they're slowly cooking this frog going up like two degrees every fucking minute or so the frog just cooks itself it's on youtube yes good (laughs) that's insane good that is a wild fucking movie it's great i want this on vhs you can buy this on vhs oh my god (laughs) 
This is the weird shit that I want. This is the stuff I was talking about last week. I don't want How much they want? They want $50? $50. Well, it's on Amazon too. You got to go to eBay. Uh it sold for 15 bucks on eBay. Okay. Jesus, man. Okay. Like 3 weeks ago. Okay. I would have bought that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but yo, the, the some of my favorite stuff to watch is the old school. Yo, that movie's so long. Christian propaganda Look how long this films. movie is. Yeah. Yeah. This movie's not like 97 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's an hour and Bro, a half. It ain't too bad. Me movie. and my sisters were forced to sit at home and watch that whole thing when my dad took them home for the weekend because they had split custody. And my sister is just like, I could be getting high right now. <laughs> yeah. It's parts one through three. There's five parts. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. It's not 97 minutes. It's 97 minutes plus 88 minutes. Holy shit. It's five parts. It's on two. It's the fucking. It's like Titanic on VHS. Fuck that. This is what I'm watching tomorrow. <laughs> well, you're going to need a day. <laughs> this was made from real to real ministries in Gainesville, Florida. Ain't nothing good. Yeah, come that out sounds of Gainesville. about right. I'm looking to see if I recognize I th- any of the cast members, but nope. I vacation there. It's fine. I wouldn't live there, though. What I like also is like when you go to the IMDb, it's like cast members. ACDC, <laughs> Led Zeppelin, and it's just because they're featured in the movie. Yeah. And then, like, you scroll all the way to the bottom, it's like additional crew and cast. Here you go. Nothing, you know what, nobody else matters. Hold you on. know what would actually be a, a decent the fucking um, follow-up to this is watching the decline of uh, Western civilization. I don't remember if it's part one or two, but there's there's one thing where they go into, like, the the growth of or the rise of, like, heavy metal and hair metal and like the lifestyle of these rockers and it's kind of like removing yourself from like the theological approach to it and just being like these people are crazy they're this is a cult (laughs) these people are nuts they're like so it's the infamous scene where the lead guitarist from Wasp is at his mansion his mom is in the background as they're doing this interview while he's in the pool he's on like this floaty in the pool chugging a bottle of vodka yeah yeah that's on vh that's on a vh one yeah well i mean that's the decline of western civilization that's where that scene comes from so it's he just takes it to the head he he takes it to the head i think he just flips like a gallon he just flips it's yeah Yeah. he's just like fuck so on the back of the box of hell's bells it's quotes from people and one of the quotes says, this is incredibly, this incredibly intense video confronts some serious topics guaranteed to promote discussion on a number of major issues affecting the youth today by Barry Taylor, former sound man with ACDC. I'll believe that. Wow. I'm going to look. I wonder sh- if they got his interview and was like, can we call it Hell's Bells? That's what it says on the That's back. What it sounds like, I don't yeah. know. Oh, man. This is great. What were we talking about? How do we get? I here? have no Chris, idea. What, is this your week? Why, we we haven't even touched my week. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how the hell we ended up talking about this. Bro, like, look at this shit. Fucking Barry Taylor, the wild what? world of an ACTC guitar tech turned theologian. That shit is real. Barely. Oh, I don't. Barry I don't Taylor know how we ACDC. ended up here, honestly, but I love it. 
We it, we pulled we pulled a castle super. Oh, here it is. That's Cross what we rhythms. did. This reminds me also. Have you guys seen that documentary? It's a. I think it was like the early two thousands as well. It was called Metal: A Headbanger's Journey. That's a great yes. fucking series. Yeah, yeah. That's well, a no, great yeah. fucking series. If you it's, ever want to get into heavy metal, you have to fucking watch that. Yeah, it started off as a documentary, and then like he got his own show again. Metal: A Headbanger's uh, Journey. Yeah, but it started off as a documentary. This guy basically from the 80s grew up with metal and then went to school, college, and all that stuff. And it, we started talking about D&D and involved into Hell as well. So that's what happened. And yeah. Uh, that's what it was. And uh, the dude went for uh, cultural studies. Is it anthropology? Is that what it is? Who? The study idea. of culture. Oh, you're what talking about the guy who did uh, Headbanger's Journey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's what he ends up doing. So he goes around it. But the, the, the reason why I brought this up, because there's a scene. Kenny Lee's in this. There's a, there's a part where he's interview, interviewing like one of those like Norwegian black metal bands. And you guys know like Norwegian oh! black metal is like straight. Yeah. Yeah. Straight well, up just yeah. hate, you know, and all that stuff. Well, and like, wait a second. Before you say something inflammatory to one of my favorite genres. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no I'm not like that's what I'm saying like it's it's it's, it's more hardcore it's it's your thing it's your thing like I said mm-hmm. but the, what I'm trying to bring up here in this point is the guy uh, is interviewing like the lead singer of the band and I can't remember what the band is and he's like what's your main source of inspiration and the dude's like yes chilling, like, I know what you're talking cellar. about he's like chilling in a wine cellar and like he has a goblet and he's like long hair beard all like majestic gothic and like they're like what's your inspiration to your music and he's just like. Takes a sip of his drink. Satan. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> I remember that. I remember seeing this documentary as a teenager, and I saw that, and that thing stuck with me. I was like, that dude's fucking insane. Yeah. Is what I said in my head. <laughs> He's just straight up like, <laughs> And I remember Satan. that to this day. This is a good documentary. I'm buying no, this documentary. It's, it's fantastic. Dude, I, I own it. I own it, and I was upset. I was talking to one of my friends about it because I own it, and I had to let a friend borrow it. When he let me, when he brought it back, there's a crack in the middle where like the circle is, where you place it uh-huh. onto it. So I'm afraid to put it onto anything in, a, in in fear that it's gonna like jam up. But you can find it online. You can buy it again on Amazon and stuff like that. I really wish they would have like a Blu-ray version of this, but yeah, it looks like you can get it from anywhere from ten to twenty bucks yeah. on eBay. Yeah, I want to watch this. I, I remember this. I remember that shit. That's a good it talk because it it goes into all genres. It's yeah. basically what is it? Sam Dunn. Sam Dunn. It's all the music he listened to, and it was like Twisted Sister. He talks about the the stuff with the courts and all mm-hmm, that stuff. Mm-hmm. He talks about it talks a bunch about a bunch of shit. So yeah, this is good. This was during that era where VH1 had like Headbangers Ball, and they had the Eddie Trunk show. They Headbangers had Ball was uh, MTV. Yeah, Headbangers Ball was MTV. I'm sorry. Eddie Trunk well, was I'm VH1. Saying in general, just in general, this was like times of like good metal shit. Like it was just good to see it. Eddie Trunk's on Sirius XM now. I think I told yeah. you yes. that before. But yeah, but after he that did guy this, just his, that's his job is just metal. Yeah, after he did this, then he got the TV deal, and that's where he gets into like more in depth of like the heavy metal genres and breaks it down, which is another phenomenal thing. But yeah, no, this is by far one of the better like. Uh, documentaries and when we were talking about hell's bells this is why i immediately thought about it and i thought about the guy that's just like my inspiration uh, to this music is satan <laughs> i think this also has the small interview where they're interviewing uh lemmy and he's just like watching family guy in his trailer yes or in his rv eating from a can like that's insane eddie like let uh, not eddie uh lemmy, lemmy. 
Lemmy is... He was a hardcore motherfucker. That must have been back, too, if this came out in 2006. That was probably when he was, like, late 50s. I, I want to say late 50s, early 60s. He passed away in Because he 2000... passed away in his early 70s. Well, he passed away at 70. And oh, he... Okay. And that was 2015 when he passed away, and he was... Uh, yeah. So he 70. would have been early 60s. Yeah. Yeah, right at the beginning. So, yeah, it was, but damn, that's crazy. That, that would have but been no, around yeah. the time that Aftershock that was out. released, or they were working on their Aftershock album. I just remember that Probot came out, and that was a band with Lemmy and uh, Dave Grohl on the drums. Yes. They only had, like, one good song. <laughs> like, so... <laughs> Anyway, Chris, what did you yeah. do in your yeah, week? Let's... Sorry, we gotta go, we gotta get this thing moving. <laughs> that was definitely a Castle Super Beast moment where we just went down the fucking rabbit hole. Yeah, we're not done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mine should be relatively easy because I've been nursing an injury because uh, I threw up my back last week. Oh, I yeah. spoke about it last week and shit like that. But um, no. So we, I have kicked off, or I am starting the. The groundwork, the foundation for a 16-week league for Guilty Gear Strive when it comes out in June. We're calling it Scrub Wars. It it is going to be uh, points-based, so pretty much every single week we'll do a round robin. Depending on how you do, you earn that number of points. Or if we partner with a tournament, any your placement in that tournament translates into points. And at the end of the season, whoever has the most points fights for seeds. So depending on how many people end up joining the tournament or joining the league, um, we're probably going to cap it at 32. We'll do like a straight up top 32. And then the, if you did number one, if you're the number one uh, player for the entire league, you will have number one seed. And then after that, we go into the double elimination bracket. So I've been working a lot on that. I've been trying to get in touch with other people, try to uh, – we already got, from what I understand, two tournaments involved with us. We've got a guy named um, – we've got the fr uh, Friday Night Fight guys that we're going to be working with uh, whenever they do their tournament. And then we've got another guy, and unfortunately because I'm – I'm fucking stupid. I can't remember anyone's name. It's Ninja Deuce. That's what it is. He's doing a day one Guilty Gear Strive tournament. So any if you compete in those, any points that you get from that will translate into points for the league. So we've got that working on in the background. As far other than that, I haven't been able to do anything. I've had a crazy, crazy week at work. Outside of like video game stuff, I got some pickups. I got some expensive games. I picked up a copy. Some stupid pickups. What do you mean stupid? I picked up a copy of Evil Zone, which is like this really obscure PS1 fighting game. Uh, it's it's like 3D based, and it, like people bring up Evil Zone where it's just like, oh, it's that game where it's like you you have a stiff upper lip towards it, but then at the same time you're just like, I kind of low key want to play that. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Uh, the other game that I picked up was Eternal Poison which is an atlas game for the playstation 2 it's kind of like an art action rpg uh it's not anything like super special but it was relatively expensive yeah this is evil zone this this is a game <laughs> yo that sentai warrior right. just killed that fire emblem character yep <laughs> <laughs> fucking dead so that was it. Plus, I got a Chinese copy of Link's, Link's Awakening DX because, of course, I had Link's to. Awakening. Link's <laughs> Awakening DX. Honestly, that was it. 
That's all I fucking did. Good. I need a break. Yeah. So <laughs> I so saved, minimal, I saved the podcast. Right? I mean, that? Right. very minimal, but it was effective. It sounds like you still got some good stuff for your yeah. collection. He goes for a quality over yeah. quantity. There That's it is. what it is. <laughs> the one the one thing I did forget to mention was the uh, the eating on stream. Like, apparently that's a big thing oh, on Twitter. Oh, what happened guys... now? Dude, no. Oh, what... no, it was that Twitter shit, right? Yeah, somebody, somebody I guess, on Twitter um, posted for streamers out there who want to treat this as a profession or an actual job that they recommend to not be, like, disgusting and gross by not eating on stream. Became this whole thing. People were, like, tweeting at it and retweeting it and answering back, and it became this huge thing. I brought it up on stream, and the only reason why I'm bringing this up right now is because I had ordered some food at the time that came in here, and I asked the people, I was like, how do you guys feel about eating on stream? And they was like, oh, you know, like, this and this and that, it's fine. Like, some people are like, I'm, I'm not opposed to it, but if I don't like it, I just kind of, like, you know, turn to another channel type of thing, like, blah, blah, blah. And some guy came across um, and was just like, look, dude, I love watching people eat on stream. And if you put 70s porn music in the background, it makes it even a lot better. Oh, that's a fetish. So I did it. <laughs> oh, no. So I did it. I freaking went into the just chat. I went on YouTube and I typed in 70s porn music. And Ron Jeremy's like fucking soundtrack came in there. And that's a scumbag. Bro, like it was Is like he? there was like it, it was broken yeah. up to different tracks. Rape. They were broken up into like different tracks, and the one that made me laugh was like the one where it's like, it was like college material co-ed something was the name of the title, and he comes in, he's like, "Well, class, this this test is gonna be thirty percent oral, sixty percent anal." Oh my god! <laughs> and like I'm eating. That's not seventies porn music. <laughs> I'm there eating the food while this music is playing in the background, and people are just loving it. And then I come to find out, apparently, it's not even DMCA. Oh, wow! So you're, you're you're safe. It's part of the program. <laughs> wow! Oh God! It was great. You guys should have seen me eat that shrimp tempura. <laughs> uh-uh. I don't ever want to see you eat anything now. So, <laughs> you're not allowed That's to eat gross. on my streams anymore. <laughs> That's fucking gross. The uh, the first article that we have is Epic will lose over three hundred million dollars on Epic Game Store exclusives. And it is completely fine with that. Jeez. So to take on Steam, Epic Games has spent the, ma- the past two years shoveling Fortnite money into the Epic Game Store, making over 100 exclusivity deals and giving away free games every week. We knew Epic was spending a lot of cash to get customers onto its store, but we didn't have any uh, many specifics until now. Thanks to Epic's big legal fight with Apple, we learned this week that Epic committed around $444 million to Epic Game Store exclusivity deals in 2020 alone. More precisely, $444 million on quote-unquote minimum guarantees for games that release on the Epic Games uh, Game Store but stay off of Steam for a year. A minimum guarantee is just another way to refer to an advance. It means that Epic guarantees the publisher a certain amount of money whether or not their game actually sells enough to cover it. For example, Epic put down $10.45 million for Control. In its end-of-the-year report... Epic said that players spent $700 million on the Epic Game Store in 2020, but third-party game sales only accounted for $265 million of that spending. That $444 million in advances to third-party devs isn't close to being recouped then. 
Some of the some of those deals must be for exclusives releasing in the future. But according to Apple's learnings, Epic is going to eat a quote at least three hundred and thirty million dollars in unrecouped costs from minimum guarantees alone. If you also consider 2019's deals. As for how much the Epic Game Store will have uh, lost in total by the end of 2021, factoring in exclusives and all other expenses, projections say it's less than $600 million. These estimates come from Apple's summary of the arguments it's bringing to court next month as it defends its App Store and iOS policies against Epic's antitrust complaint. As part of its defense, Apple's army of lawyers wants to show that the Epic Game Store isn't comparable to its iOS app store, and so it has included everything Epic has said about how unprofitable the Epic Game Store is. Citing uh, dispositions from Epic Game Store VP and GM Steve Allison and Epic VP of Business Development Joe Kreiner, Apple says that Epic lost $181 million on the Epic Game Store in 2019, projected a loss of $273 million last year, and projects another loss of $139 million this year. Added up, that's an estimated $600 million that the Epic Game Store will need to recoup before it'll be profitable on the, uh, I'm sorry, profitable on the whole. Apple points out that Epic doesn't think that'll happen until 2027. In its new filing, Epic puts a happier face on the business plan, saying that they expect the Epic Game Store to start earning annual profits in 2023. And what Apple calls losing money, Epic would probably call investing money. This spending is all part of the plan, says Epic, and its 12% revenue cut will eventually be enough to sustain the store, something it has been saying since it launched the store at the end of 2018. To quote, EGS is not yet profitable at, it is cur- at its current scale and stage of development because it has front-loaded its marketing and user acquisition costs to gain market share, reads Epic's filing citing CEO Tim Sweeney. All of this shin-kicking between Epic and Apple is over the way transactions are handled on iPhones and iPads. Apple makes developers get approval to sell iOS applications on its App Store and also enforces use of its payment processing system for in-app purchases, which gives Apple a 30% revenue cut. Epic says that that's unfair, arguing that Apple and Google have all the power when it comes to smartphones, so developers are forced to pay their fees if they want to make a successful mobile app. Epic wants to accept money from Fortnite iOS players with its own payment processor, bypassing Apple's fees, which it famously did without permission to kick off this whole fight. While Apple would like to continue getting 30% of Fortnite's iOS revenue, end of that sentence. I don't know why that was there, but anyway. Epic has even bigger plans than bypassing Apple's fee in Fortnite, though. It wants to put the Epic Game Store on iPhones and sell mobile games with its own payment system competing with the App Store itself and hopes U.S. courts will rule that it will be anti-competitive for Apple to stop it. Epic argues that iOS developers can't innovate and provide the safety features they want to do to Apple's overbearing policies. And Apple brings up uh, the Epic Game Store unprofitability in part to attack the idea that Epic actually does those things in the first place. To quote, By its own admission, the Epic Game Store, two years after it launched, is still missing critical features, writes Apple's lawyers. In a mostly redacted section, Apple calls out, quote, significant security breaches involving EGS, possibly referring to a 2019 Fortnite breach. 
It also says that Epic's customer support team is inferior to Apple's, citing an internal email sent by Sweeney in which he asked, quote, what happened with the community team that was supposed to offer customer service to people complaining online? I've seen nothing, wrote Sweeney, literally zero while we're being endlessly bombarded with claims of problems that Epic isn't answering. During the trial, it may also come up that Epic doesn't force developers to use its payment processing for in-game purchases on its store. That's true in Ubisoft games on the Epic Game Store, for instance, which have their own in-game transaction system. Apple doesn't want the court to think that the App Store and Epic Game Stores are comparable, saying that an in-app purchases are part of the iOS platform, not just some store feature, and that the first iPhone didn't even allow third-party apps. Across the document, Apple uh, more or less says, Epic, your store is a bonfire that you chuck money into. All the gamers are mad at you, and if we'd let you run wild, you would have caused security breaches on our phones. You needed our app store to earn $700 million in Fortnite revenue on iOS. That's a bold fucking claim right there. <laughs> like that's, that's calling them out. We doubt comparisons between the Epic Game Store and App Store will be a big part of the case in the end. Epic's issue with Apple isn't just that it runs a store with mandatory fees. Epic's complaint is that Apple also makes the store and its in-app purchase system unavoidable on, huge, on a huge portion of the smartphones in the world. That's what makes it an antitrust issue in Epic's view. Part of Apple's rebuttal is that Microsoft and Sony do the same thing with Xbox and PlayStation. Epic says no, that's not the same, because game consoles, quote, do not include general computing features like smartphones, aren't very portable, and don't connect to cellular networks. Smartphones are critical platforms for developers, says Epic. Since so many of them are iPhones, developers have no choice but to submit to Apple's rules. Apple says that's not true because, quote, consumers can and do switch away from iOS devices to Android devices, and lots of people play Fortnite on multiple platforms, so actually it is competitive. The companies raised many more points and counterpoints in these recent filings, which comp uh, comprise about 500 pages together. For instance, Apple says it has before that Epic tried to negotiate a side deal with it, implying that Epic's open platform evangelism is actually self-serving. Epic, meanwhile, accuses Apple of burying competitors' apps in the App Store search. Apple is more aggressive in the two documents, making it more interesting. Here are a few more tidbits from Apple's interpretation of the evidence. Fortnite's average monthly users declined between 2018 and 2019, and Epic noticed when hashtag RIP Fortnite trended on Twitter. Epic also believed Fortnite could be reinvigorated by turning it into a platform for creators, but felt that platform fees like the App Store fee might hinder the plan. Epic called its plan to go after Apple and Google Project, uh, Project Liberty. Sweeney was in the loop on it 100%. 100 to 200 Epic employees were involved with Project Liberty. Epic knew the public wouldn't necessarily sympathize with it, uh, with it when it defi uh, defied Apple's rules and was concerned about looking like the baddies. It paid a PR firm, it being Epic, $300,000 to work on Project Liberty. Epic has also made more than $700 million just through Fortnite iOS transactions, which is one of the reasons why Epic doesn't care about losing so much money, because they're making shit tons off of Fortnite. Epic and Apple go to court on May 3rd. Journalists won't be allowed in the room due to COVID-19 restrictions, but there'll be live audio. And before the trial, there will be a conference on April 21st where elements of each party's arguments may be clarified. That's a lot of shit, and my mouth is dry. So <laughs> you know, yeah. there was at one point 
where I was kind of like, I could see Epic stance on this a little bit, a little bit loosely, loosely. This is a train wreck. This is so I can understand to a certain extent where some developers may feel that there is a level of like a, a, a monopoly or a duopoly between um, Samsung and Apple as far as like smartphones are concerned and like going through the Android fucking store app and the iOS store app and whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right. Make your own platform. You've got the money for it. That's the thing, man. Like now that it's just, this is like a pissing contest mm-hmm. for them. They're like, now we have to be the ones to take down the conglomerate. And it's just like, no one wants you to do that, bro. Like you could just like make your own platform, make your platform. Well, because right now it's, I agree with Apple. The platform isn't great. It is missing critical features. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, go make your own stuff. Like you're losing so much money by doing all of this. Like, because of these exclusivity deals and all this other stuff, it's just like make it worthwhile by putting it on a platform and stop bitching about it. Like, I I think that they're trying to strong arm some sort of change into this because they are bleeding money in other areas, and they're trying to nickel and dime in order to keep themselves afloat. Because they've had they've been they've been running in the red three years in a row from what this is saying here. Yeah. Uh, I I think that you just gotta take it a little bit slower the the problem that people have like I'm, I'm jumping away from the ios platform i'm going back to pc but it's like your your issue with the epic game store isn't the fact that you're stealing exclusivities and people aren't comfortable with that it's your store is featureless there is so much that you can do in, with steam because it's much more robust compared to what we have gotten in the past or the way that steam used to be whereas epic game store is right now the new kid on the block it doesn't have a lot of features you can't you can't transfer (laughs) like from what i understand you still can't transfer games from other platforms like gog and steam onto epic game store and and run them off of that that launcher that launcher to me right now it there's just it's just another fucking launcher that I got to fucking download and shit like that. That's mm-hmm. what the problem is. So it if, makes you not want to download instead it. of fucking like stamping your feet and saying, no, give me more money, fix your shit, make it better, you know? Or if you want to take on the fucking mobile conglomerate, make your own platform, make your own, make your own fucking mobile console. I don't know what to tell you. You've got the like, money. You could have made your platform. You could have made your platform and then took them on. Oh no! Like make your platform good. It's just like they're they're still trying to be like the Robin Hood. Like we're trying to be, we are the ones that are going against the rich and all this other stuff. And you're just like self serving. You are the but rich, but no one wants you to. <laughs> it's like no one wants you to. Yeah. Like yeah, you're the one that's dropping all this money. It's like hey, we're poor. Instead of using that money to fight them, can we have the money? Like <laughs> it's like it's just. It's they have. I'll give them that they that Epic has compa- not compassion, but they have they have passion in something. I will give them that they do have that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of dumb, if you ask me. <laughs> I don't know. Chat's saying it right here. Like if 
it's all making them not want to support Epic. And if that's the way that it's going to be, I'm going to avoid buying Epic products. It's part of the reason why I haven't gotten Samurai Showdown for PC, because right now it's an Epic exclusive. I have no intention or no desire to fucking take anything from EGS. Nothing. Fucking, and I, I know like some of my friends are constantly saying like, oh, this is free on the Epic Game Store. I was just like, that's cool, dude. Sure. You could be talking about I'll buy it full price right on Steam. If yeah. that's how it's yeah. going to be, I will buy it full price. So, yeah, I've got a buddy that's like, it's free on the Epic Game Store. I'm like, okay, why? Uh, thank you, but I'm not going to do that. No. And I downloaded it. I downloaded it to play. Uh, I played Dauntless. And it was just it's 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 just a bare bones launcher. It's nothing on like the what the level of like what Steam is. Well, like it's, Steam. Good. Steam has like dynamic categorization and organization things. Like if I want to be like, yo, I'm feeling horny. Let me look at my porn games. I don't have to go sifting through my list and like <laughs> put it into the category. I could just be like, yo, these are the parameters I want. And it just auto populates yeah. for me. It's great. It's fucking great. NSFW. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say? Eddie? The launcher itself is just more annoying. It's just like it's it's there because of the name like it works i guess but, but it eh. does it even work because i remember like the big issue that i had with it was when i downloaded scott pilgrim versus the world and it's like i have to go through epic to buy it and then once i had uh i went through there yeah, i had to ubisoft. link my account through ubisoft and it became like a whole mm. other issue and it just it took me like about what 40 to 45 minutes to actually download and play the game off the launcher and i'm like i just want to play the goddamn that's, game that's stupid yeah like all i yeah. want to play is a damn game like well how hard is it to, and steam is easy like you said a steam is just like oh there it is click download booyah ready to go mm-hmm. so and a st- steam will steam will fucking categorize games that you didn't even get from fucking steam that you if you get it from gog yeah, you can import them you just import it through and everything works fine yeah I had it set up to where when I was playing World before like Battle.net, uh, their stuff was all like updated and all that. I had it set up to whenever I would play WoW that it would show the in Steam that I was playing WoW. Yep. So I don't know, like Epic's fought dying on this hill that we're just like they're gonna die on that hill, and then they're gonna be like, why didn't anybody support us? We're like, we didn't, we didn't. Nobody care. asked like, you we, to fucking either. get on that fucking cross, dude. The problem is you carried the, the cross is. and nailed yourself to it and then propped yourself up and called yourself a fucking martyr on my behalf the, to an empty audience. Nobody was is. on that hill for you. We watched from afar saying, what is this man doing? Yeah, the problem is, it's though, is it really going to die on that hill? Because I guarantee you that there's a lot of people that have no idea what's going on with this and are not going to care, are downloading the free games. Are playing Fortnite. I mean, yeah, they're just taking care of the. They're they're taking advantage of what they are being given right now. Yeah. But if they keep bleeding money, like this article says, they're not going to be able. They're not going to be around much longer. Well, they're not going to be able to do. But the problem is too, they're making so much fucking money off of Fortnite. It is ridiculous the amount of money Fortnite makes. Yeah. Just on iOS was seven hundred million. Just on the iOS. And they just keep That's adding. Insane. And they just keep adding and adding and adding. And it's getting to a point where, like, it's creating, like, this weird-ass multiverse. 
And you're just like, I, I remember you keep feeding into it. Yeah, I remember when I saw the Street Fighter thing, and I was just like, "What the hell's going on?" And then, like immediately, I don't know if it was before or after, was the Alien versus Predator thing or the Alien thing, the Xenomorph thing. <laughs> it was before that one. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. And then, like recently this week, I think is what is when it popped up, and they're like the chick from um from uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Alloy. Yeah, yeah, is is on there now too, and I'm like. Kratos is in there. Yeah, everybody's in there. Marvel superheroes, PlayStation characters, movie characters. Everything. Everything is in there. Uh, is it their Mario stuff for the on on the Switch version of Fortnite? I hope not. I I, I have wanna, no idea. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Anyway, but the problem is if they keep making all this money, then they're just gonna the 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 dying on the hill is gonna take longer and longer. <laughs> but any, I mean. I was going to say let's move on to some better news, but it's not that good of news. So. <laughs> okay, so this is the shit that I was talking about earlier. They're in conjunction with our icebreaker on how the PlayStation 4's CMOS internal clock can fuck up and you won't be able to play your PS4 games digitally or shit like that. Well, some PS3 games are supposedly no longer working or downloading patches. Uh, according to a new forum thread on PSN profiles, a handful of PlayStation 3 titles are no longer pulling patches from Sony servers, meaning players are left with the 1.0 versions and are unable to post uh, to access any of the post-launch improvements brought about by these updates. Those enhancements may include the ability to play online or even earn trophies, alongside a typical bug-fixing process and streamlining how each game plays. The current list of PlayStation 3 games affected appear to hit specific versions of at random, with select territories still being able to download patches while others cannot. For example, members of the PSM profiles report that the EU versions of Battlefield 4, Gran Turismo 5, SOCOM Special Forces, Twisted Metal, and White Knight Chronicles are no longer automatically triggering, triggering updates when prompted to do so. The list continues with Dead Nation, Ghostbusters, the video game, and Need for Speed Shift. Again, this only affects the editions released in the EU. As for the U.S., Dante's Inferno, Needs for Speed The Run, SOCOM 4, and U.S. Navy SEALs, and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike Online Edition are not taking updates either. There's no crossover between the list of PS3 games affected by either territory, so this very much appears to be a regional issue. It also matters whether you opt to play games digitally via physical disc, with the latter option making most of that list. Worry, the worry about hardware communities now become whether the issue will spread further to other games. One such example would be Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots, which received a vital post-launch update that allowed you to install the game at all, uh, all at once instead of waiting between chapters. We have to assume that this is just a database error that will be fixed promptly when the flaws gain traction, but it's not best to look at Sony for closure with the PS3 store uh, looming over the horizon. As users pick up the digital versions of select titles, they may as well find themselves with the base 1.0 version instead of the patched and fully updated games. That is fucking garbage. I was reading, I was like, I hope there's nothing good on this list, and I was like... Fuck third strike. Yep. I was just <laughs> playing one. third strike. I was just uh, playing third strike. Imagine like we need to see what the version it's supposed to be on. It doesn't matter because I don't know if they're are they are they even like constantly updating that game. No, 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 no. But the thing is, is that um, there has been a few patches to third strike, and if you don't have the most updated version, you can't play online. 
It won't oh. let you. Oh, yeah, is right. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, that, yeah, it's that's right. Bad. That's what the big deal is. Because, so, and it's going to be even worse when you consider games like Marvel's Capcom and Marvel Origins and shit like that. But, fucking, yes, Red Jaguar, I was playing Third Strike without you. I was practicing. Regardless, it's a digital of, game. He doesn't play it anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the issue is, it's just like, fucking, if my hard drive dies... How am I going to be able to play Third Strike? I'm not. You ain't. I'm not going you're gonna, to. You're going to go to an arcade machine and bring someone with you, and that's how you're going to play our Third Strike. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, there's Fightcade, right? But or, Fike, yeah. when you look at everything that came out for the PlayStation 3 as far as, like, fighting game ports, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, uh, Marvel Origins, not Soul Calibur 2, online edition but street fighter third strike there's like another oh dark starker's resurrection yeah all of those versions have better online netcode and more like truer than the the arcade version as far as like the best way to play than anything else that's currently available even with even with fightcade like you have a better experience playing it on the ps3 than you do on Fightcade. I think it has something to do with like the the what version of netcode or what kind of netcode that they're using. So it it sucks. There was there's another video that Maximilian dude put out there where he was just like going down the list of yeah. all these games that are no longer having these updates, and they were just like, "Oh, what the fuck?" I knew. I told y'all it was gonna fucking happen. <laughs> now, but with things all, with all like Third shit. Strike, with things like the Third Strike, you can always opt and play like the anniversary collection right that's like on ps4 and switch or is yeah, that like version not i i would rather play the fucking ps3 version than the fucking i mean i would rather play the the fucking dreamcast version as opposed to anything else but i mean like if i have to pick something that is digital ps3 over 30th anniversary all day every single day i mean there's there's fightcade but you're not getting the full experience with with fight k there's like so much content that's in the ps3 version of third strike that you're just not going to get with a 30th anniversary condition okay. i hate getting older <laughs> yeah this shit sucks i just want to live in the blows in the 90s <laughs> it blows oh it does but i mean it just sucks it really sucks that we have to go through and circumvent all these fucking ways to basically do video game preservation. I was looking at the PS4 list of all the games that are getting delisted, and Scotty was playing a game called Rub, uh, Rub-A-Dub. It was the first game he ever downloaded for his PlayStation 3. And I was like, this game looks... He's like, this game's not super like amazing, but it is like goofy and fun. And I was like, that game's just going to be erased because it never got a physical edition. It never yeah. got any other kind of port. It was That was the PS3 game? Was that the, that the fucking duck with the, the yeah, toy the sharks? Ducky. Yeah. yeah, the rubber ducky game. I, however, though, is it possible that this can be like an opportunity for games like for companies like Limited Run to take these to games make and bank? be like, yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? It, I mean, if they could. can secure the license for them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But then I have to buy a fucking Limited Run version of it. Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, well, I'm not fine with that. But yeah, I see where you're coming from. I mean, it depends on what kind of version you get, because you can always get, like, the Switch or the basic PS4 version for, like, 30 bucks. But then they show you this cool, freaking, like, $80 oh, limited. Tier. 
that's like yeah. 180 dollars that i bought because because <laughs> that's where i'm i'm like with doom the doom trilogy oh that and, doom one looks great and the republic commando one i'm like they're both the 80 dollars Commando one looks really good and i'm like and i don't want to spend 160 bucks just like that but that's I a spent, whole different that's I a whole different many topic of dollars at limited run this year so far <laughs> i i gotta go back i i want to say that my ps3 is updated including the games as far or as as up to date that it can be and and I'm I'm kind of setting up for a big PS3 stream that's coming up next month, which is kind of freaking me out because one of the things that that article uh, touched on was Metal Gear Guns of the Patriots, and yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have that update installed. You better check. And I'm like, and if I don't, I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> but I want to say that it is installed fully, completely on there. Yeah, this is Crazy, insane, man. Yeah, this Doom collection looked really good on Limited Run. Yeah, Doom and they, they both look great. I'm going to end up buying... I want both of them because... And I'm going to end up getting them for the Switch. It's so dumb, too. Like, I don't understand why the Switch has become, like, my collector's go-to thing now. It happens. Uh, I do want to point out that uh, Limited Run has the Lethal League Blaze soundtrack on vinyl. Uh, that's a good fucking uh, soundtrack. <laughs> yeah it is lethal league's a good game and i'm trying to get that in the uh the problem is lethal league blaze is like 20 bucks and i don't and like everyone that does the megavision stuff with me like 20 bucks is a pretty big investment for a game they might only play once so (laughs) but uh and then the last news we have isn't super great either amazon's sucking sucking real hard still Amazon.com Incorporated in Battle Video Game Division has canceled an online role-playing game based on the fantasy series Lord of the Rings, which was announced in 2019 in another setback for the technology giant. The game had been in development at, development at Amazon Game Studios alongside the China-based Leo Technologies Holdings LTD, which was purchased by conglomerate Tencent Holdings LTD in December. The resulting contract negotiations led to a dispute between Amazon and Tencent that eventually caused the game's cancellation. An Amazon spokesperson confirmed that after the Tencent's acquisition of of Leiu, quote-unquote, we have been unable to secure terms to proceed with this title at this time. The Amazon team working on the game will be moved on to other projects. Quote-unquote, we love the Lord of the Rings IP and are disappointed that we won't be bringing the game to customers. The spokesperson for the Seattle-based company said in a statement, The cancellation follows a string of bad news for Amazon Game Studios, which has been unable to release a successful video game since launching in 2014. The company has canceled previous announced games Breakaway and Crucible. Another of its games, New World, has been delayed repeatedly. Amazon owns the popular streaming service Twitch, but its video game division has been floundering for years because of mismanagement and cultural clashes between game developers and the company's principals, Bloomberg reported earlier this year. That's another Jason Schreier article. Yep. The big boy. Big boys. Uh, I'm not pull- I don't have the Bloomberg pulled up because I can't view it if I don't have a Bloomberg membership. So <laughs> I'll just I pull put that Jason shit Schreier's in fucking tweet. incognito mode. I guess I could go that way. I turned my v- uh, my VPN on, and I thought that would do something, but it didn't. No, it's not. Uh, uh, I mean, it's sucks. another fucking flop from Amazon. Like, it sucks, but I mean, this it's like another one of the cases where you have a non video game 
uh, platform trying to get into the video game platforms, much like Google. Hello, fellow children. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hello, fellow gamers. That's what uh, it is. No. A, lo- no. a Lord of the Rings MMO could fucking work too. Well, yes. hold on. It, with, with this, what was it? Didn't we uh, cover this article or uh, an article regarding Lord of the Rings? like um, a memory in game or something like that, like a certain formula. Do you think that would have something to do with this too? Like preventing the progression of this game? I think it was like the Shadow of Mordor game or something like that that had a certain... I remember we reported on something about it, but I can't... You're talking about the learning AI and all that stuff? I think that's what it was. No, yeah, that would, that, I think that that would be separate. So that's that's an AI thing. That Warner Brothers Studio was like... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They were patent they were putting a patent in for the ai learning system and it was called the nemesis uh, system where if you attack a certain enemy and you don't kill them they remember you they change their strategies depending on the way that you previously attack them they get different stat bonuses and shit like that and instead of just like I don't want to say making it open source, but they patented it so that if anybody else were to try to do a similar system, they have to pay royalties to to Warner Brothers Studio. That's completely different from this, though. Got it. It sucks. I would have played it because, like, I'm ha- my, I mean, Hallie was just watching Lord of the Rings today. She was watching the Two Towers. So, mm-hmm. like, Lord of the Rings can fucking work. There's so there's there's some very rich lore in there. I mean, shoot, I would also think. I don't know if it would be very interesting, but I think you could probably do an MMO for like uh, Game of Thrones in that world. But Lord of the Rings would be a lot better because there's mid- mastical, look, mastical, magical, and all this other stuff. Mastical, what, magical. Wasn't there a Lord of the Rings MMO before already? I feel like it already existed. I think that there was one, and it was around the time that the PS2 games had come out. Uh, yeah, back in 2007, Lord of the Rings Online. Oh, that's PS3. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, it existed. Cool. I mean, it's just, I mean, it just really it's it really boils down to just Amazon's like, "We own Twitch. We can make video games." You're like, "That's not how that works, bro." <laughs> like yeah. you just just stop. You already have so much fucking money from the rest of your fucking companies. Like, do you really have to dabble in this? It's just going to become a you're you're just going to create a bunch of jobs that people are going to be happy about and then nothing's going to fucking happen and then you're going to have to lay all those people off. You're dealing with companies and I'm, I'm throwing Google into this as well. Yeah, uh, cool. And I think it's probably going to be more so with Amazon than it is with Google where you invest into something and you're looking for that short-term uh, value to come back to you, but like developing video games, especially starting off, right, is just, it, it's, it's a long-term investment. Like you dedicate yourself it's like, okay, we're going to, some cases we're, we're going to dedicate a hundred million dollars to this game. Like, for example, I think like one of the big things that Konami was coming down with Kojima on was like, you'd spend so much fucking money on the Metal Gear Solid series. And I remember yeah. the budget of it, but I'm going to just throw a ballpark number. And it's just like, you're, you're dedicating $50 million to development of one single video game that has to develop over the course of three to four years. In some cases longer. I mean, like you, you go into development hell. You look at fucking Final Fantasy fourteen or Final Fantasy yeah. fifteen. I mean, that was a ten year endeavor. Two fucking title changes, an entire scenery change. Like fuck, dude. You know how much money was dumped into that dumpster fire? Yes, Eddie. If, if I read this right, 
eighty million dollars was spent on the development of Phantom Pain. Eighty million. Okay, yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's so much money. Yeah. We don't and, need triple A movie video games. Whoa, stop. I, I enjoy Phantom Pain. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I enjoy like shit like that. But all I'm saying is just like $80 million. But the difference is like you take Konami's uh, approach to it. You have puzzles and dragons and puzzles or whatever the fuck it's called that they barely have to put any fucking money into that. And that was yeah. like bringing in profit, ha profit hand over fist. Meanwhile, Kojima is just like siphoning the profit margin, <laughs> just like <laughs> slurping it all the, up out of the gas tank. <laughs> and they're just like, "What the what the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing?" So it's it's an oh, investment, yeah. and, uh, and I would say in some aspect, you, you kind of sit there and be like, "Yo, this is an art, and uh, we're not going to." We're not going to make crazy amounts of money, but when you have a company like Amazon, which I think at this point is, if it's not, it's damn near close to a trillion dollar company. Yeah. Uh, why know, doesn't man. the number go bigger? Big number, this? do big. Unga bunga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all we got for the news. That's all we got. That's cool. all we got for the news. Cool. We're already running so far over. <laughs> Take questions. This is the first time in a while we went to midnight. Midnight. Well, we, we pushed midnight for me. We pushed half an hour, so we did. All right. For questions, if you want to ask your questions, go ahead and ask it in the chat. But the best place to ask it is in the fucking Discord. Join the Discord. Ask the questions in the Discord. Thank you. If you're gonna ask gentlemen. them in chat, add us so we can add see. Add us them. at Scrubbers Podcast in the chat. Question one. I, okay, I'm going to skip down a little bit. I'm going to go to Ace and Furnapes because I'm not answering this question. What is one of the most underrated games in your opinion? The reason why I'm not answering that question is because we've said this. We fucking answered this question yeah. like multiple fucking times. <laughs> we have. So we need to start making a pinned list of all the questions you're not allowed to fucking ask because – or There's what we least. should do is, like, the questions we see a lot, let's just put a pin message and say, like, this is our answer to this. This is where you yes. go to find these for regular yes. ones. Yes, there, there's uh, the Q&A section. The yeah. Q&A section for our Q&A section. That's what it is. It's That's so funny. It it's so funny, too, because when I saw that question pop up, I'm like, we're not answering that one. Oh, I, I know we're not <laughs> answering when that one. I'm up, like, I was like, we've answered that. Yeah. So, Ace, I'm going to answer your question of it. in the Discord, but I'm not going to answer that question here because I've answered it at least six times over. Go watch Go other episodes. Go listen to old episodes, yeah. Go listen, listen to, to old them. episodes. Fuck the news. Watch the first half and then jump over to the questions. Yeah. You cut out and then, like an hour, hour and a half in the middle. <laughs> and then you learn how we're fucking batshit crazy. Okay, Zombie Hunter, if you had to swap your onesie for any other host's onesie, which one would it be? Give me that Sonic one. Uh, yeah, I would switch with Chris because I would take the Snorlax one. Eddie, you can have the teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing about it, too, is like I'm the one that doesn't have a video game one. So yeah, if I have to switch to out the teddy one. one. You got to yeah. get with the fucking times, man. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. If I, were, if I were to switch it up, I was actually thinking about this yesterday because uh, we did a, uh, one of the games that was requested was Kirby. And I was like, is there a Kirby onesie? There's a Jigglypuff one. If you just keep the hat down, it looks like Kirby. <laughs> no, nah, see, that's not the point. I want Kirby. I want Koibi. Raijin Dragon be. got this fucking uh, Jigglypuff onesie. Jigglypuff one, I want to yeah. know who put him up to that. 
Yeah. I don't know. But I, um, I have a feeling he lurks in our streams. That's what. But you know what? I'll, t- I'll I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Uh, if if I had to switch out uh, the onesie that I have, I would want something a little bit more because the Sonic one that you have, he has the 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 hedgehog hair, right? It has mm-hmm. the hedgehog hair. Put it's the hood got up. The tail too. Yeah. See, so if I can get something like what is it, the Charizard that has like the little ears and like the flaming tail or something like that, like that's probably what I would go for. And it has like the fangs coming down here. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh Scotty's uh I think Scotty might be looking for a uh a Knuckles one for the marathon because I will be at the marathon. So <laughs> Are we actually going onesie. are we going in person to the fucking marathon I'm going this year? To the marathon in person and I'm trying to finagle too many games as well. I'm booking flights, so I'm gonna try to make too many games, but I think that's around the time that I'm going to Florida as well. So I would be very upset if I missed that. I don't know when any of this thing is happening. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm going to be going on vacation in September, October, and November. (laughs) That's crazy. No, I was just saying, I don't know when any of this is happening, but I basically can't do anything until, like, after July. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we'll be doing the the marathon for the Dreamcast 24-hour marathon. It's going to be – it falls on 9-11 this year. So, that's great. Where were Uh, you? Oh, no. uh, what's the up, game that we're not Garth. playing <laughs> we're, we're not playing fucking dynamite cob right we're, that's the we're, game no no no. we're not playing oh. propeller night or propeller Where whatever propeller arena. okay propeller arena. got it shut holy up holy shit eddie i i was in the sixth grade and i had to watch the fucking slideshows every year with the arms of an angel <laughs> that's the, wrong, that's that's the, the, other one. That's the that's aspca the, uh, the children <laughs> whatever I, I get it i was it was I, I, anyway that's a story for another time but okay. uh what were we talking about uh we were talking about onesies, onesies and i think we answered the question so yeah he's also asking go. will you sign up for frank which is the new social media platform from the crackhead known as mike lindell also known as my pillow guy man go fuck yourself with your uh <laughs> whatever that white supremacist thing is 2.0 <laughs> The hell is uh, the other one called? What was the other one called that got shut out? Oh, uh, fucking not, not crackle. What was it? I can't not remember. Not crackle. What fucking. <laughs> I signed up for it to lurk around and be like, "Yo, y'all oh are God. fucking crazy." Yeah, there's a vetted games account for fucking parlor. That's what parlor, it's called. That's what it is. They're yeah, fucking parlor. nuts. They oh, are absolutely just... fucking nuts. They're. Like, the FBI needs to go in there and fucking yeah. hunt these people down. Well, the pillow they're... guy, the whole thing is this guy made, like, some fucking pillow that's infomercial pillow is all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And then he was, like, a huge Trump supporter. And then he was debunked that his pillow's a piece of shit. So then he's like, <laughs> no, nah, fuck this. I'm I'm, I'm going to go run to Trump. And No, he's a, he's a scumbag like all these other scumbags. Well, no, the big thing was is that he had a meeting with Trump where he had the fucking, the, this, five point bullet shell thing where he was just like, you need to enact martial law before the election. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. You're what? A pillow guy. <laughs> uh, how much worse was parlor than 4chan? I'd rather go on 4chan. I'd 100% rather go on 4chan. I'd rather go on 4chan. As someone that used to go on 4chan, I'd 100% rather go on 4chan. As someone who still goes on 4chan, I'd rather go on 4chan. <laughs> going on 4chan and then just going to the 18 plus is different. Like, <laughs> no, okay. Like, I can't believe I have to actually Not defend wrong. 4chan. You like, better defend your 4chan viewing, <laughs> bro. There is only like a handful of, of channels that are 4chan is only like fucking infamous for like poll yeah. and B. 
Like you go yeah. anywhere there's else. There's a lot of cool shit. Like if you want there video is game cool wallpapers shit. and music sections and all this other stuff. I mean, it's a message board, but it 4chan has a bad. Well, everyone's like, cause 8chan, like, and all that shit. 4chan's that, not like that. No, 8chan, yeah. they they got what they were. Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> Don't worry so, about it. There's that nothing was the, funny there. That was fuck. That was that games podcast when that shit went down. Holy fuck. Is there a 16 chan? I don't know. You're going down the rabbit hole, sir. You're going <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Anyway, moving on to Scotty Moe's question. If you had a Scrubverse branded onesie made, what would it entail? It would be a turd with our logo on the front I of it. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Why? I thought about it. A turd with the logo right here. <laughs> what if it's an ice cream cone or an ice cream sandwich? That shits out ice cream scoops with what? our logo on it. What, what fucking onesie plan are you coming up with? Don't, uh, dude. I'm high as fuck right now. Don't talk this to was, me like that. This was, South Park. <laughs> <laughs> this was South Park when they're like having the little cancellation oh, of the show. Remember? Uh huh. When they find out that Earth yeah. is a TV show and like this alien entity comes out to them and it's just like, how do I make you feel more comfortable? And Carmen's like, turn into an ice cream that shits other ice cream. He's like, okay. <laughs> It's <laughs> other ice cream. <laughs> no, I did oh not see God. that episode. Well, that's my choice. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> it's my choice. I'd rather go with the ice cream one. I don't. I don't know. It's like when you brought that up. I'm just like, what? Am I gonna wear fucking Corey's skin and just put Dude. it? Yeah, like I went Look, fucking. Corey morbid. doesn't want to wear Corey's skin. All right, so <laughs> it's just a mashup of all of us. Let's go. I guess so. It's oh like god, it'd be sort... like a thing onesie, like the like not like the thing, like the horror movie. But it's, it's a really fucked up faces, chimera. All yeah. of our faces just merged together, or it's even worse. It's the 2014 prequel, that thing, <laughs> where the CG looked like shit. Oh no, I'm thinking back to fucking uh, what is it in the Bible when they describe fucking angels. And it's like oh, had the, and it's like the face, angels. It's the face, the face of a man, and then the face of a calf, and the face of a lion, and the back, the yeah. face of an eagle. And it's like it's got six wings, and this fucking two Souls of them. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking wild, man. Don't read the Bible. The Bible is a hardcore fucking novel. I'll tell fucking you that right now. The Bible. It's a very good work of fiction. <laughs> if you read the Bible without like any like religious banking you're like this is a fucking hard-ass book man like there's like torture pouring out the ass of this book <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's nuts <laughs> that's uh, scotty's crazy. got a bunch of other questions too doesn't he yeah he does uh he goes into best weapon in a game weirdest weapon in a game first game crush like <laughs> two right, of those categorize it to one yeah and the, last, the yeah. gun blade from final fantasy 8 <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna it's I the wanna... best weapon in the game, and it's the weirdest weapon in the game. Oh. What game? What weapon? It's the gun blade from Final Fantasy VIII. Oh no, dude! The best weapon in the game is the golden gun. The golden, golden gun. Off. Get out of here. Let's go. Oh, is is he going back to the fucking playthrough of goddamn 007 that we did? Or no, that was Scotty. I think that we did that with. Do we do that with you, Eddie? This is a genuine answer that I'm giving you. What the hell are you He's talking, talking about? about? Back in the day when he played N64 <laughs> and you played Golden Gun, and it kills everybody. I missed that game. I did not play that. Yeah, Golden Gun. What the f- what the fuck golden is gun. the most powerful? And it, and, 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 and if I had to switch from the Golden Gun, I think one of the best weapons that ever came out 
was in uh, Turok 2, that cerebral freaking oh, thing yeah. that just sucks it the brain out. into your head? Yeah. Yeah. The cerebral bore or something like that? Yeah. It is. I think it is called the cerebral bore. I, I think that's what it's called. So, I don't know. The best weapon is Jesus from all the Bible games. <laughs> that's Lord. what it is. <laughs> Satan. No, best the best weapon. weapon is Jesus. Fight gods. <laughs> fight of gods. Fight, gods. fight of gods. The game is awful. It's fight animals. That's the other one. Is what it is. No, Those fight of my... animals. And they're made no, by the I same developer. Like I don't. I don't want to say extra words. I'm just gonna leave them out. Creature. Oh party? my god. First game crust. The first one I could think of was was really Tifa. Like that was my first game crush. I guess you could say. Uh, T4 or Chun-Li. I like Chun-Li in the early times. Chun-Li. So, Chun-Li's still, like, there's some really yep. good fan art of Chun-Li. There's some really good fan art of Chun-Li. <laughs> it reminds and me of, Tifa. There, it reminds me of a fucking uh, video that Giuna did where he was just like, yo, fucking porn artists are carrying the FGC because anytime this dude post some sort of not safe for work of like Chung Lee or fucking insert other fight game character Morrigan. Everybody Armika. is just like Armika. Everyone's just like, Oh, what's this? Oh, it's a fighting game. Gotta play this. Yeah. Fighting games with titties. Yeah. Fighting games with titties. That's yeah. exactly that's what, what it that's is. That's the whole dead or alive franchise. So, <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's like, you really kind of look at it, right? Uh, we talk about this, like retro gaming and stuff like that. And you try to tell yourself like, well, how do you, like how did what how does one become a crush in one of these games? Especially if you're like playing Metroid and you see that eight bit bikini Samus. Like, does that really it, like does you're it like, make oh, your yeah. dick hard? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you're like, oh yeah, like that's the one. No, I yeah, me, I was a child. I was a boy. Everything made my dick hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was other things, obviously, because like you said, like to me, to me, like I had to if I had to pinpoint it, Super Mario World. It's like you got Princess Peach, but that didn't turn. She didn't turn me on then and there. But you see Chun Li. In Street Fighter, and then like her ending scene where she's like jumping rope in like the tank top, and you're like, "Yes, here it is." Yeah, you also have to factor in like, no, we're not jerking. We're probably not jerking off to the pixels. We probably saw like some cool art in a ma- in a Nintendo Power or something like that. I mean, there were a lot of those. What were those card card games? The, some of the earliest PC games were like stripping games where you could see a chick's pixelated boobies. Like yeah, but we're talking suit Larry games. But we're talking about characters, right? Because those are just technically generic models or girls that are on there. We're talking the Chun Li's, the Tifas, the Samus, the Mai Shiranui's, the the Mario's, the, the Mario's. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The Birdos. Somebody, Birdo's somebody, somebody out there is saying Turok was the hottest thing they ever seen. Nah, oh well, well. I mean, a lot of people would say Tomb Raider because of the depixelated boobies. Everyone liked that shit. So. That was a big one. And then you're gonna get your know. odd one out there. It's gonna be like Spyro. She's <laughs> like, uh, you're in the wrong community, sir. <laughs> Chris, you're awfully quiet. You know, I understand that I'm usually the resident shitbag when it comes to this t- sort of topic, but I'm just like, holy fuck. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not knocking you. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I learned things about Eddie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Look, I'm... I've seen some really good, even art by Udon of Chun Li, and I'm just like, damn, that's hot. Chun Li's hot. Wait, am I am I am I wrong? No, no, no. That's the Sir... thing. Is like, 
Sir, you like said sense. Spyro. No, oh, he was no, saying that I, someone said. Well, someone yeah, not me. Spyro. Yeah, I'm saying someone out there is gonna say Spyro or Crash Bandicoot. And for the record, I've never played a Spyro mm. game. Okay, Chris. Yeah. Eddie doesn't like the dragon dildos. I don't. Like, <laughs> those exist. Those are real things. The double-sided yeah, dragon dildo. Oh my god, they're scary. I hope I never meet one in the wild. <laughs> does Does it make you feel small? Is that what it is? No, no, that's not what it is. It just legitimately terrifies me. <laughs> it's legit fear. Well, that's all we got, right? Are we done? I mean, the Did... last question, Roxy, uh, not oh, Roxy, Roxy Rockstar yeah. Lexi asked, how was y'all's day? Today was fine. I've been blazing it like every day, so it's <laughs> been pretty good. So, <laughs> how yeah, was my, day? my day was pretty chill. Honestly, I got some good sleep. After the debacle or whatever, me trying to go to sleep last night, but uh, I did end up getting some good hours. I woke up and had a good breakfast, and yeah, I managed to show up here today. So we're alive, we're good. Let's go. There Look you go. at that. Uh, I was all right. I did a lot of work today. It's really all I can get into. I, wa- I, I watch my kid day now. Let my kid go ride his fucking bike and shit. All right, but that's about it. What? What the fuck are we doing? Fuck, what are you doing this week? Who? There's you. two of us here. Who are you talking to? <laughs> you. You. Uh, this week, uh, I got two weeks of class left. So, hunkering down. I got a few assignments that I'm just like, two weeks ago, I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. And then this week, I'm like, oh, I got to do that assignment. So, <laughs> But uh, we got that. Uh, we're going to be playing some Pokemans this week. We're going back on the Pokemon grind. I don't know. I want to play the jungle game, but I don't know if uh, the Donkey Kong Jungle Climber, but I don't know if I want to start that or if I want to start Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Metal Gear Rising. We'll see. I will post out. I'm not going to do a Wednesday stream. That was doing too much, so it's only going to be like Thursday, Friday. Oh, me and Scotty are planning on doing an RE5 co-op run soon. Nice. What? Is that why he fixed his hard drive? No. Uh-huh. He fixed it because he needed to fix it. But, like, apparently every version uh-huh. of that game has online co-op. So we could play, like, the PC version or anything. I think I, ha- I, think I have it on PS5, uh, PS4. I can't remember if I do or not. But, uh, no, we're planning on that. What else we got? Nah, I'm just trying to get through school. Once school's done, summer vacation starts, and I'm going to be streaming a lot more because I won't have to worry about that shit anymore. There you go. Cool. What about you guys? I've got to, I have to start recording for, um, what do you call it? Katana Zero. It's going to be the, one of the first things that I need to start gathering footage for. True. Finishing up shit for the part three of the Guilty Gear retrospective, just so I can get that out of the way. I'm still planning on releasing that at the end of the month. I'm hoping that I can return to streaming this week. I've Last week was largely due to, one, my injury was preventing me from playing, and two, work. I had a very, very, very busy issue going on at work that some people trying to throw me under the bus and they end up looking like a fucking moron. So I'll just put it like that. I had a rant in one of the discords that were connected. You got a little talking to is what happened. Yeah, it was just like, you can't talk to him that way. I'm just like, he's a fucking bitch. So (laughs) he needs to know. He, he to needed know. to know that. It's like you can't tell somebody that they were wrong. Okay, so how do I tell them that the fuck what? up is your fault? 
Like how yeah. it's like you're not their supervisor. It's like I he's lucky I'm not. I would have fired that ass. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Like I work in government. I hate government workers. I hate them with a fucking passion. Yes, this is what I want. <laughs> anyway, I hope that I come back to streaming because I want to get back to Dark Souls 2. If you want to know when he's going to go stream, join the Discord. And, join the Discord. Uh, him on Twitter. Join the fucking Discord. The fucking Discord, bro. Am I going to have to change my Discord? <laughs> join the fucking Discord. That's what yes. it's just going to say. That's all it's going to say. Yes. Join the fucking Discord. <laughs> join the fucking Discord. Anyway. I will change it then. Eddie, what are you doing? My my whole stream uh, has been very randomized because of the two weeks COVID. I took off because of COVID. So I do plan on the big thing that I'm doing this week is Tuesday. My friend Legend Gary three two three and myself are planning on doing a full playthrough of Streets of Rage one through four, which That'd should be, be yeah, so it should be interesting. So that's what we're planning on doing. I think Monday is basically going to be the attempt at quack going quackers and maybe a nintendo 64 variety showcase or viewers choice showcase play buck bumble i mean come on in and redeem the points and we'll go ahead and play it right play buck bumble <laughs> I, I don't want you to play the game i just want you to listen to the intro for and three times it. and then you can switch to another game <laughs> yeah so uh i'll be doing that and then depending on how that goes then thursday and friday might be the return to demon souls Oh, Dance with the Demon Souls. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, Dance with the Demon Souls will be happening most likely on Thursday. We need to do Mario Party again. You know, and I was going to ask you about Someone that, too. reminded him. Fuck! Yeah, I was going to ask about you about today. that, too. When when Friday came about and you were doing, like, your Monster Hunter stuff, I was like, are we doing any more, like, Friday stuff? Because I yeah. want to do more Mario Kart. I want to do some more Smash Brothers and all that stuff, too. You know what I mean? But anyhow, uh, aside from that, I'm going to be working on setting up the PS3 stuff with the uh, REI HDMI splitter. I really need to get into that because uh, May is coming up, and May is going to be basically Metal Gear Mayhem, where I play every single Metal Gear, every canon Metal Gear game from start to finish. They're all canon. Including Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, too. So as, or as well, I should say. Yeah. So what no, what no, Metal no, Gear game is canon. not canon? No, is that there, canon? Yeah, yes. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. No, it's yes, not. it is. No, it's not. Says no, what? Who yeah, says it's that it's, no, it's not, not canon? It's, it's, it's a completely different <laughs> like timeline and everything. Metal Gear on the NES by Ultra and Snake's Revenge by Ultra is a whole different timeline where they went back to the fucking past and he kissed his mom and fucking straight away from fucking <laughs> That's Metal not Gear. what happened. That's exactly what happened, damn it. That's not what happened. <laughs> Yo, fucking official no! Metal Gear timeline. No, no, God we're doing it. this no, we're right ending. fucking we're, now. We're, we're going to be ending we're soon. We're doing this. No! No, it's, it's not fucking canon. legit. I'm not pulling no, it's this not. up on the stream. It's fucking legit. I'm looking at it right now. It's not Snake is canon. Snake is, is, is you're, his you're, own grandpa. That is the, correct. The, the actual canon, the actual canon is Metal Gear on the MSS Outer Heaven and Metal Uprising. Gear 2 Solid Snake. On the Outer MSX. Heaven Uprising, that's that's it. Metal Gear on the MSX is the fucking Outer Heaven yeah, fiasco. Yeah, that, we, we, Ladies we and gentlemen, those. thank you, you for tuning in for this podcast. 
you said Haru, the you can go ahead and Nintendo ones edit are not out the MSX <laughs> versions. They're completely different things. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's what I'm telling <laughs> what? you. You're going to give up so easily? <laughs> yeah. The, the, the NES versions are completely different from the MSX versions. So I will be playing the MSX versions as part of the canon timeline. The dogs are barking. The roommates playing music. <laughs> Let's go. This is a dumpster fire that's going on right now. And But I will be playing like... I, will I be playing always the NES thought versions. the MSX versions were the same one as the NES ones. I didn't know nope. that. Nope. Completely different games completely different games that's and, crazy but i will be playing the nes ones as bonus including the game boy color one ghost babble i don't think i'll do metal gear acid or survive no don't do survive yeah you should do acid acid one and two <laughs> or i should just do acid in general right? you should just do acid <laughs> let's go yeah but so so that i gotta set that up but that that's that's my week that's that's what i'm doing for my week i'm basically setting up the ps3 and then some more streaming stuff, and then here we go. Nice. Oh, by the way, I think I got a lot of people. Uh, we played that Jonathan Young song uh, for our, our podcast ending last time. Gross. And I think a lot of people dug it. So thanks for listening to that. That album's that album is in my normal rotation now. Like I was singing, like Hyperspeed came on today, and I was just like, "Fuck yes!" So <laughs> it's a good album. But we're gonna get the fuck out of here because it's almost been three goddamn hours. Yep. And uh, we hope you all have a good day and take care. <laughs>